All right, everybody, welcome back to another lovely episode of the Brandon Bonanza Show. Uh, we have a quote for you today, like I always do. Um, but I'm on the wrong screen. Here we go. And so let me stop sharing this and share the quote. Oh, maybe I don't have a quote. You know, I thought I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, ready technical difficulties. Here we go. There's the quote. Oh, I see what happened. That's what happens when you do it live. Okay, so today's quote is from P.T. Barnum. There's a sucker born every minute. And it's funny because before the show started, we were talking about Connecticut because I am in lovely Connecticut. And uh, P.T. Barnum was allegedly from Connecticut is what they say. But anyway... Welcome, uh, well, to my show. We had him on the Oversharing show, but welcome, Scott, from Rebunk Podcast. What's up, uh, man? Thank you so much for having me. I love it. Yeah, dude. I'm so excited about your uh, your Beavis. I almost said Budhead, your Beavis uh, <laughs> thing in the background, too. That is, yeah. I thought my background was cool, you know? No. <laughs> no, yeah, so I, I had a friend give me that as a gift, and it's like whenever we go to, like, camping or do the festivals, that's, like, my flag out in front of wherever my campsite is, just kind of, like represent <laughs> if yeah. you're lucky if you're lucky i can uh sometimes regress into a pretty convincing beavis or butthead impression but it, it has to be like extemporaneous it has to flow out i can't just like, ponder it <laughs> yeah 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 <clears throat> oh. yeah so uh, <laughs> so we'll see as we move along it might just appear so we'll see sweet yeah. <laughs> i'm i've been known to bust into all kinds of different accents so should be uh interesting but yeah um so I'm really excited to have you today because I didn't even realize this when we set this up, but today's election day. <laughs> I know, man. And so and it's been kind of a crazy day. I just learned uh, one of my friends just told me that it's a full moon. My friend Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. She said that uh, it's a full moon. Well, so... yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. So what's even crazier about that is the full moon was actually full last night, but the way that like the ancients and the people that used to uh, make the calendars and stuff, the way that they regarded the day was that it started when, the, uh, so when sun went down, the next day started. So technically last night belongs oh, to today. So there's okay. a full moon last night that is like, a well, I don't know. I don't really think it affects it. I think it's a reflection, but it's, sure. you know, it's going to make people act loony or whatever. Okay. So we're getting like the residuals today. So today has just been, it's been a funky day. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I've been kind of like had my head down, like doing a bunch of like video editing and stuff today. So I wasn't really like out in the world very much, but, uh, but I have a feeling that it's from what I hear, it's been kind of wild out there. I mean, most of the people are obviously wrapped up in the whole election thing. And I'm just like, ah, I don't know about all that, man. <laughs> I don't know about all that. It's like, okay. It's like, okay. So, uh, I, Went and uh, I, I voted for the right people. And so tomorrow I'm going to wake up and all my problems are going to go away. You know, bam, no problem. So there you Amazing. Go. We could just end the show now. That was great. Just that was as long it. as you voted for the right people. And if you didn't, I'm going to kill you. Just yes, kidding, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. That's satire. It. <laughs> yes, strong satire. So anyway, yeah, man, I don't know. I heard, uh, what else? What else is going on out there in the uh, Evelyn de Rothschild, uh, one of the heads of the Rothschild banking family apparently passed away. Um, I, I learned about that as I learn about most of my news and information from a great meme that came across <laughs> the news desk. 
it was uh and i've seen this meme before it's so funny uh it's like death you know the death with the sickle and everything like at a at one of those machines at like you know in front of like the grocery store with like the claw that goes down and like picks somebody up you know what i mean and or picks like a stuffed animal and drops it in the little thing it's like death at the thing and he's like come on kissinger come on kissinger oh evelyn's a rothschild okay well i guess that's all right and it's like yeah. i've seen i've seen that meme for years now everyone's like come on kissinger come on kissinger no it's uh david rockefeller damn no it's uh bush senior damn it <laughs> you know? yeah yeah i remember that one it's like oh neat bush bush uh w or jw <laughs> yeah, yeah the original new world yeah, order yeah. bush yep poppy there you go Her- poppy Bush. yeah yeah herbert walker like his uh grandfather right Wasn't mm-hmm. that it? something like that something like that dude who's one okay. of those uh crazy people who like had stuff to do with like you know world war ii and all that stuff and probably world war one allegedly allegedly yeah the bush family goes deep man the bush family goes deep i don't know how much you want to get into that tonight i know a little bit about him but not probably enough to do too much but well, I'll just say that that was one of my uh, one of my ways into this. I don't know if you want to call it like conspiracy, but I knew before that that it wasn't exactly what they said. But uh, I there was this guy who was on a podcast. I'm so great. But he wrote a whole book about the Bush family. And it was just amazing the stuff that he was talking about because it's all public knowledge, you know, like. It's, and that's what I would tell people. I'm like, this is all just, you could go read about all this stuff that happened, you know? And that that kind of goes to my point when people start talking about conspiracies. I'm like, I don't think there are conspiracies. I'm like, yeah, they're doing, you know, shady stuff, but they're doing it out in the open. You know, they're not trying to hide it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, at this point, I mean, that's part of uh, the acceleration that we're seeing is like, you know, they've been very secretive about it. And a lot of it was because like, there was no mass communication to the degree where we could share this information. And then, you know, there were people, you know, you go back, there's like old school people, like 60s, 70s, 80s, they were like, they got it way back then. And they're disseminating this information, but it's like, they could lecture around like Bill Cooper type people, you know, like write books or stuff. But now we just had, we hit this like exponential point of like uh, information exchange. And now uh, I think it kind of got, it got out of their hands. And now, and now people are waking up to it. And I think they're kind of embracing that. I think they're kind of embracing that. They're like, all right, fine. Then let's just, we, 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 only have, we only have a certain amount of time before these people fully wake up and before the ants wake up and completely mobilize against us. So we, now we have to just do it out in the open. And I think they, they did that for a little bit. And they started to see that, dude, even if we do it out in the open, right in their faces, they still don't do anything about it. They still don't care. And so I think they've been emboldened by the fact that you know, and I've been saying like, literally Joe Biden could like rape and kill a kid on a stage in front of everybody. And people would just be like, Oh man, I wonder what's for dinner. You know, they wouldn't even care. It wouldn't even face like that kid is probably Brett. He probably yeah. deserved it. Yeah. He was probably, he was probably a Trump supporter. You yeah. He was, he was, a, he was a uh, white supremacist. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was a, he was a mega Republican. So, and, and it would be totally fine. So we're just in this very interesting time. So I don't know, man. I wonder if so you say that's interesting, but I wonder if it was always um, obvious to some people because, you know, you hear about some people that didn't participate even like in the Civil War. They were just like, no, we were doing our own thing. You know, I wonder what level the uh, the pranks, I guess we could call them right. The the psyops um, 
you know, uh, how many people actually bought in. But today, I think just because like you were even saying with the internet and stuff and with TV, you know, so many people can just access it right on their phone. Like, wow, oh, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't see that. I was in the woods last night looking at the moon and it was amazing. What did you do? And they're just like freaking out, you know? Oh, yeah. I, there's something to that, man. Like, like the, the degree to which we uh, engage in it, it, you know, determines like how how much it's going to like affect our day to day, man. Like, I can choose not to engage in it. You know, I choose to engage in it. I kind of like have built, uh, you know, a, a, I mean, my show and everything. It's like, well, just podcasting in general, it started off with getting in the muck and talking about like vaccines and the new world order and all this stuff. But as it's progressed and then obviously like a lot of, you know, what I try to focus my show on these days has been impacted by like Owen and, and, and like what he, what he talks about, about this, the idea of like, okay, fine. So what's the solution? What are we going to do about it? And like, that's really where my heart's at, you know, in a lot of ways. And at the same time, I do love getting in the muck and talking about that nonsense. And, you know, and so I still, I still do, but I'm trying to like offer solutions too. So, you know, we can just completely disengage and go run out in the woods, but, uh, I don't know. There's, I think there's something all for all of us that are like on this journey of truth that somehow it just compels us to kind of just know, like, I can't just not know. And I've met a lot of people who just prefer to not know, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, but I just, I'm, that's not me, man. I gotta yeah, know. I think, you know, everybody has their journey and everybody has a purpose here. Uh, if they can be smart enough to find it. And I think that, you know, when some people start to think that their purpose should be other people's purposes, that's when it's there's an issue. So I find a lot of value in what you do. You know, there's there's different stages to a lot of this stuff and the making fun of it stage and mm-hmm. the talking about it and all that stuff, I think is great because I, a, I'm a comedian, so I love yep. comedy and it's so funny, you know, like, I mean, during 2020, I, I couldn't even really well, it was hard to get a stage anyway, but I kind of stopped. But it's like I couldn't compete with the pranks. They were just hilarious. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, how am I supposed to be funnier than them? You know, but um, yeah, I, I think everybody has their own uh, like relationship with it. You know, sometimes people get a little burnt out on it or whatever. But um, I don't know. It's funny that you were saying that because Owen kind of had that. He had like a realization lately where he wasn't sure if he was going to cover Grabbler football and all that yes. stuff. And then he's like, you know what? No, that's that's kind of my purpose here right now is to to just uh, make fun of it. And, and I think it's great because like he's a tent pole. So people, even like you and me though, Mm -hmm. we have other people that follow us too. And uh, they really resonate with our message, you know, so they, it makes them feel, if anything else, it makes people feel not crazy, you know, which is great. Yeah. And and just, I love the fact that we we can mock these things. Like that's, that's really the biggest, the biggest thing against them too. It's like just the idea of like memes in general. Like, isn't it insane that we can just completely demolish these, uh, you know, hundred year long, like <laughs> plans from the most, you know, the diabolical with, with the infinite resource, these people have infinite resources and then they've been planning this for 150 years and finally they're rolling out their big takeover and, uh, and like, we're just destroying them with memes, dude. That's it. Like they can't break through that. They can't. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally just like the great, meme wars of like the early 2020s dude like it's just this will always go down in history like the psychological operation the psychological warfare is just off the charts and we're just destroying them with oh memes. yeah it's hilarious 
yeah, it really is uh, such a positive thing that never, you know, stuff like that never gets highlighted. But yeah, people like us are, you know, we could see it how all these memesters, you know, and even I make some memes sometimes. Yeah. I'm sure you oh, yeah. some, you know, like oh, yeah. it it reminds me of because like, I used to read the newspaper when I was younger all the time. I was always into like and especially the comics, but I would always look for the political one, you know, even when I was yeah. like young. I love those political cartoons, but now looking back, we realize it was all probably just more propaganda, but now we can just make our own, you know? Yes, exactly. And that, that, that's again with like, you know, the idea of like the internet or the internet getting away from them. Um, you know, it's one of the things that like Sam Tripoli talks about a lot. You know, I'm still, I still like Sam. Sam's my dude. (laughs) He's, he's actually done a lot for me personally. You know what I mean? Like, like he's helped me out quite a bit. So I like Sam, but, uh, he, uh, that's one of the things he talks about a lot too, is like the internet got away from them. Like they, they had this big plan about this big, like technotronic, like overlay that they could completely subjugate the people with. And they're still trying to implement that plan for sure. But man, we, we have used it to our advantage. Like you and me, like there used to be this like huge barrier of entry to be able to have a show to reach people. You used to have to like go to college and get a degree and then do an internship and then get hired at a broadcasting station. And maybe you could like have a show or like local access maybe if you're lucky right and then uh but now look at us man like anybody with an internet connection can broadcast a show and reach people so i don't know man like yeah we've uh it's it's we've really empowered ourselves with that and that's it's it's amazing (laughs) yeah exactly and a lot of people will get in despair because they think that everything's so terrible and it's going so wrong and i'm like yeah but there's also so many positives there's like a, a real give and a take with these uh pranks or whatever they're doing or whatever's happening to the collective consciousness with all this technology there's definitely a give and a take it's like anything else you could um you know just like any tool you can hurt yourself with it or you can harm yourself with it but yeah you know i i don't know i mean i i know some people that stare away from a lot of this stuff and again like i said i think for some people that's it's better for them uh to do that but yeah i mean i know that i could record and broadcast them I'm just like excited because like you were saying before, you'd have to like maybe get a radio show or something. And then Mm -hmm. you couldn't even really talk about what you wanted to, uh, to get any kind of anything serious, you know what I mean? Exactly. Well, not because I'm on YouTube. I have the YouTube barrier, but you know, it's not as hard as it uh, was before. Like what, you know, even public access TV, there's like words you can't say and stuff like that. Sure. Sure. Have you, uh, have you synced your channel up with Odyssey yet? No, but I probably should because I yeah. do have an Odyssey account. Do they yeah. take the videos from your? Yeah, it's super easy. You just, all you have to do is just like enter your YouTube channel and it'll sync them up. And then each one of your videos will just automatically go over to Odyssey. And then, uh, hmm. yeah. And I want to talk to you about some other stuff too, because I have a buddy who he uh, he runs a service where you you broadcast your show, you do your live stream, and then his service captures it and puts it out to all the other platforms like Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, Rockfin float wow. like it'll just push it kind of like when you upload your podcast it'll push it out to all the podcast catchers like it's the same thing with video so if you want mm-hmm. i can tell you i can talk to you. actually well, i'll plug it right now because it's it's content safe content safe.co so anybody that's out there that has a show and you want to like reach new audiences like it's uh yeah it's awesome he's one of those autonomy graduates i was telling you about that like you know developed this within that class and then went out built a business and now it's like you know a service that he offers so it's pretty cool stuff that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Is it I'm gonna help rub my hands. Is it reasonably priced? Yeah, it is. It's like uh it's it's uh I think he's got like a month. Like I was one of their first people to ever uh 
get involved with him. Like back when I was in the Truth Villa days, like the first show I helped put together. And I believe now they're doing like a monthly type subscription type deal. And I'm not exactly sure what it is, but anyway, so, but, but he, they're, dude, they're so flexible and they're just like good people. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah I, I'll definitely I, talk to him. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll give I, you his info when we're done. But. We were, I don't know. I could say it's cause it's a brand of Bonanza show, but we were contacted on the oversharing show about going on to ladle.tv. Oh really? And uh, yeah, we're still trying to get into the process of that, but they were, I guess what they do now is they just use instead of hosting all the videos on the site because it's new, they ju- you just forward your video or whatever you um, embed it. Mm-hmm. And they were suggesting that we take this stuff and put it onto BitChute because we just have it on YouTube for oversharing. Yeah, yeah totally. They said the trolls might come out, you know, because you're yeah. connected with Owen now or whatever. So yeah, yeah. What's up with that? I'm, where's my invitation to Ladle TV? Damn it. Yeah, well, that's Get all right. Get them up, man. Be like, yo, I, what the heck? Yeah, I'll figure it out. I, I'd feel. I don't like bugging them very much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's yeah. still, cause it's new. And plus Sharon yeah. made a bunch of friends because she sang on stage and exactly. stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, if you guys get in, give me a plug. Yeah. I, mean, I got, I got Owen's number fuck's sake, but I try not to bug him like for anything. I'll send him a meme every now and then, but like, I'll try not to bug his ass, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah I hear you. But uh, I'm trying to get him on the oversharing show too. I got to email him again. Yeah, he dude, He read your letter. That was an awesome letter, man. Like he was all about it, man. So you just got to follow up close the deal yeah well yeah yeah i emailed awesome. him but i know he's like super busy so i figured yeah. i'd give him a little time totally yeah it's totally be totally yeah exactly um man have you uh so i just saw this recently i was talking to a friend about it earlier so we were talking about like psychological operations and stuff like have you seen the army recruiting video the army uh psychological warfare division recruiting video you ever seen that before i don't think so here, I'm going to send it to you in the chat. I don't know. Do you do screen sharing or can you watch yeah, videos yeah. on here? Yeah. Let me just give you permission to do that. And then, well, oh, I don't know. I, yeah. I just or put it in there. I don't know if you can or, or if I, if, but dude, it's, it's worth watching your audience. Oh, I will could totally it. do it. It's like three minutes long. So it's a, it's a longer clip, but uh, it's like the most fucking scariest thing you'll ever see, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. So talking about like how, you know, we have used the internet and leveraged it for truth and, and empowerment and good and, and all this stuff, man. Like just know these bastards are doing the exact <laughs> same thing, man. Yeah. All this right. is, this is, this is the shit right here. All right, cool. I'm not signed in here. So you guys don't get to see all the okay. Tolkien. Cause all I get is, <laughs> I, all I get is like Tolkien stuff sent to me. Cause I listen to Lord of the Rings so much. Anyway. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like three and a half minutes. So um, bear okay. with us folks, but it'll, it'll be, it'll be worth it. All right, here we go. Hopefully it's smooth enough on. Hopefully the audio goes through. Can you hear it? Oh, I might not have shared the audio. Hang on. Let's try this again, folks. It's live. Yeah. You know, it's what happens. Yeah, the audio, the audio is the the chilling part. There's like, whoa, these guys, man. Share sound. There we go. There since it is. There it is. Since I shared a video. That's yeah. right. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> As the world watches and listens in horror, the peaceful pro-democracy demonstration in China comes to a violent and bloody end. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Wolves hiding nearby 
whispering do or die around <laughs> me had myself muted that train symbols is crazy at the tip of the speed yeah, uh, try, uh, this is you maybe I'll get some I love how they they try to show the uh, the bad guy. Look at the bad men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get us. Well, I think what we know now, like it says, like enemies, foreign and domestic. We know that they've they've focused a lot of their their uh, assets towards domestic. So yeah, just think yeah. about all of this in the context of uh, domestic. That's the way I look at it. Dude. A threat rises in the east. What is this, Lord of the Rings? I just said I that. What is yeah, it? We're gonna well, worry about Mordor. So yeah. funny, they're using <laughs> Russia invades Ukraine. Dun, dun, dun. Oh man. Boom! They show him making a meme. So <laughs> warfare has yeah, evolved. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't. Oh, let roll. There is another very important phase of warfare. It has as its target, not the body, but the mind of the enemy. The target of psychological warfare is against the enemy's mind. It is words and ideas. The ammunition used by Cywar. Its mission is to influence the thoughts of the enemy soldiers. And at the same time, is expected and encouraged to study foreign languages and the social sciences such as history, economics, and sociology. He must have a broad and sympathetic understanding of all phases of human experience. They showed a clock. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, so man. you know. <laughs> they're, they're controlling you with time, everybody. Sorry, anyway. Yep. Yeah. Skin. The walls of night closing. But the use of this force as an integral part of combat has now taken on new form. Are the Psy War soldiers pretty wild? So I'm like, damn, okay, okay, all right. Thanks for playing that. I thought, thanks for indulging me. I just, I oh no, that. that was amazing. Thank you for showing yeah. me that. The symbolism in that was phenomenal. I know, man, it's crazy. You know, I mean, that's a psychological warfare tool right there. You know, they're like deployed, like, you know, they probably don't even see that thing. They probably don't even have it's probably like some dude. It's probably like a dude in a basement, and that's it. That's their whole psychological warfare division. But all they have to do is make a video like that. And then all of us are like, oh, shit, they're coming for us. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was their whole psychological warfare operation right there. Just making that video. 
And from like a filmmaking, film editing standpoint, I gotta give them props though, because that was they did good. They oh yeah, chilling, chilling. <laughs> that was amazing. I mean, yeah. And plus, it's such a great sales pitch for like a smart young Americans that you're trying to get to work for you. You know, that are really, really smart, but might just be maybe they're true believers. They really believe China and all these things are a threat or whatever it is, yeah. or you know. But yeah, you you watch something like that, you want to just sign up, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, yeah. get me on board. I kind of want to do that, dude. I want to go like do psychological operations, but it's like, you know what? You know, we kind of are doing our own psychological yeah. operation if you think about it, like, but in like the inverted way. Like they're no, they're doing the inverted way. Like our psychological operation is like trying to tap back into like what's true, you know, the good, the true, and the beautiful, like the real, like like breaking through and showing people like that is where we need to focus our stuff on. Like the psychological operation we're deploying is like, you know, we don't need to buy into all that fear. You know, we don't need to have fear. Like no one's coming to get us or stick a needle in our arm, man. Like, no, we're good. You know, that's a psychological operation we're running. It's like a support system. Whereas the other one is uh, trying to, you know, yeah, it's it's a, it's a form of mind control, but it's a positive form of mind control because, like, I, I always talk about how, you know, you have slaves in society, tax slaves or whatever, but everyone, anyone that's a slave, they're just a slave to that voice in their head that is keeping them down, literally, because if you can conquer that, then you're a master, which means you're just a master of your own mind, but then you're not going to be a slave to somebody else. Um, yeah. But if you are a slave, another kind of maybe negative master will come around and grab and puppet you. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's like that same uh, same exact idea, um, but we're just using it in a positive way to kind of help people laugh more, you know, and then yes. it doesn't yes. seem as bad and it can conquer that. And, you know, it's kind of like if you see something that you think is a threat, but then somebody makes you laugh about it, it's just, yeah. Those takes memes. all the power out of it. Takes all the power out of it. Yeah, that's that's the psychological operation we're, we're running is, is comedy. It's all funny. It's really hilarious. Like if you can't take a take a minute and like laugh at what's going on out there, like you know you, you're missing out. Like this is the best show in town right now. You know, uh, it was scary for a minute. I gotta admit, I was a little like I was freaked out, man. Like especially like 2020, like yeah, in Oregon, living in Oregon, like I was like, dude. Oh yeah. Like I thought, like literally, they were gonna start coming door to door, man. It was crazy. <laughs> That, yeah, that was the, yeah. the environment that that Oregon was like. They it was like it was scary, but yeah, but, man, Connecticut's the same freaking way. Go ahead, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm just saying, man. Like it's just kind of weird to think about, you know. But what what a powerful experience to have gone through, and now like it's like okay, like it's almost it almost feels like that was their big move, man. Like I don't even know what. Well, I don't want to underestimate them, but also like if they start pulling some crazy stuff again. Like we can just literally just point and laugh at them. Be like, I know what this is, dude. Like you don't have that much power. You aren't that strong and you won't get me to do whatever it is you're trying to get me to do. You know, you know, there might be some really bright flashes in the sky and like a loud noise, but it's not like a, a radiated nuclear bomb. Like, I know, I know your tricks. I know your tricks. You're going to make me think it is. And you're going to turn up the 5g really high, but uh, I'm going to be bugged out at that point and it'll be fine. Yeah, I I think it's uh I think 2020 was a hardcore swing to the left, like as far as I you know, and there's left right. What does it even mean anymore? But as far as like government control, 
and uh, health and safety and all that stuff and like liberal ideas that you think at the time. And I think we're going to experience that shift. I think that's kind of what part of today is about. And this will actually lead me into what I wanted to talk uh, also totally. about, which was uh, that I noticed all these things because I, you know, I'm like one of these pattern recognition guys and I notice silly little things all the time. And I always remember every time there's an election, it didn't matter if it was like Obama or Trump or, you know, even Bush back when the gas prices would always come down before the election. We, my friends and I would always joke about it, you know, like, oh, gas yeah. is about to go down because whoever the sitting president is doesn't you know whatever it's just a trick they do i guess but yeah. gas actually went up a little bit before this election which is yeah crazy and then there's i've noticed a lot of other little things like that too um and then i was like i was talking about the full moon and that makes people kind of like gives them people energy well i don't I'm, again it's not that i'm saying it's the moon doing it but i've um you know when i talk about like astrology and stuff on my show the, my whole view is if you look at the sky, it's just a reflection somehow of the energy down here. It's up there. Hmm. I don't think it's like a, a planet in the sky affecting us or a rock or whatever. I think it's just a reflection, but some people are aware of this. So on a full moon, people just act a little loony, right? So if you have all this irritating things going on, like higher gas prices, home heating oils, like really high, you know, all, all these silly things, I feel like you can motivate a lot of people who might vote for Republicans to vote. Mm -hmm. You might switch some people who are going to vote one way. I don't know about that, but I think you're going to motivate those people and get them out there. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be part of like a red wave. Not that, you know, it'll just be more grabber football, of course. You know, <laughs> Yeah. Just in the other direction. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I agree. Um, it, it's tough to say, man. It's tough to say. Like if I feel like I really feel like, you know, it's all controlled. Like it's all like, like maybe on a local level, maybe there's some like a very, very local level. There's some like, you know, election integrity, but like, you know, talking to so many people, it just seems like, you know, at a federal level, it's just a puppet show and it's just meant to draw you in. And it's like world wrestling, like WWE stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, and, uh, I have a friend or, uh, do you know, Monica Perez? Monica yeah. Perez? Yeah. 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 Monica Perez. Like I've heard, she talks about this thing called the contrary law of democracy which is the idea of, and Owen actually, Owen talked about it too. It's kind of funny where it's like uh, the, the idea of like, imagine, imagine if Hillary Clinton would have been elected in 2016, right? And then come 2020, they start to like implement this like hard martial law, right? Or like these draconian policies where you're, you know, and it's like, they would have been like, no, dude, no, 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 no. It would have been, that would have been civil war time right there. But because it was Trump, it, all the patriots just stood down and took it, man. And it's so funny. And then now, like, you know, uh, now we're seeing the same exact thing in the opposite direction. Like ever since Biden got into office, now it's like, you know, all of these, uh, like here in Tennessee, for example, like they got constitutional carry, like within the last year, uh, you got Roe versus Wade, you got like um, all of these like hardcore conservative policies passed. So it's almost like you put the party in power and then you're able to pass all the, uh, you know, the opposite legislation through it or it's weird it's weird how that works you know and it's just like i don't know if that if it's just because like one side gets activated when the other side is in power or whatnot but i don't even know man it's just an interesting interesting way to look at it so let's say there is this big red wave is that just exactly what they want like i don't know man i don't know i don't know well, but, I, but of I course think... go ahead go ahead go ahead i Get was it. gonna say maybe 
you know, I think sometimes we give the they or them a lot of credit. I think yeah. that they're just really good at reading what's going to happen. And they realize there's going to be the swing. And of course, they feed into it with the propaganda and stuff. But I feel like they can also they have access to like the sky clock and whatever the heck astrology is. Sure. But they're so I love how in that that video they showed even like talking about the sky above. So which mm-hmm. the way I would interpret that is that like mainstream astrology and stuff like that is probably super grappled, right? Oh yeah. Because it, it enables people and keeps them in like victimhood and they're like, what am I gonna do? I'm a cancer, I gotta be a dirt bag or whatever, you know. Whereas what I found with it, you can actually heal those aspects of yourself. And then whatever was a negative aspect turns into like a weapon, really. You know what I mean? When you can master that stuff. So um, I feel like they or them or whatever aren't as controlling it as much. I think, you know, like when people like Owen Benjamin will say it's like it's like Satan kind of doing it. I think that it could be explained in a bunch of different ways. You don't even have to look at it from that point of view. But that is a good point of view to say it. But I think it's like a power or a consciousness that we can't exactly understand. And when people evacuate their cockpit or whatever, they just push out their responsibility for somebody else. And they just want to engage in escapism and like watch pornos and, Mm -hmm. you know, drink or watch TV or sports or whatever it is all the time. And again, not that any of these things in themselves are well, maybe porno, but Mm -hmm. you know, but they just engage heavily and then they'll kind of forget about everything else that's going on. I think when that happens, you get either called like a vibration or whatever. You just fall into this mode and then you just act a certain way. And I feel like maybe they're controlling that aspect of it, or maybe that aspect is also controlling them, but they're just the ones at the top in this physical human realm. You know what I mean? But yeah, I really do feel like the best part about that is, you know, there's really nothing you can do for the collective consciousness, but for yourself. And I know, you know, this, a lot of people, is once you realize all that, then you're not a, a victim to anybody. They're actually, you know, like Owen was saying recently, he's like, they're my Jews. He's like, they're yes, not there. Yeah. Exactly. Like inverting that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, how dare you stay away from my Jews? These are my Jews. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need our Jews, man. Like, and then another great point he said too, you know, like I've had, I've thought a lot about just the, the idea of like, okay, so pretty much it seems like all of our problems are a direct result of government. Like government seems to be the, the biggest problem that we have. So, well, let's reimagine a world without government. And I think there's a lot of like valid points to that. Like there's some like philosophical fundamental things that really do uh, like in terms of like natural law, like just align, like the whole concept of like, you know, I can't say, Hey, Brandon, you need to give your money. You need to give 30% of your money to this guy over here. Right. Uh, I can't make you do that. And then, well, okay, so let's say I get two people together. Okay, so me and him, we came together. We decided that you have to give 30% of your money to this guy. And no, that doesn't work either. And so how many people do I need on my side before we can all get together and vote that you have to give you 30% of your income to this guy over here? And it's like, it just doesn't add up. It doesn't work. Like I can't delegate rights to other people that I don't have to begin with, you know? So like arguments like that, it's like, yes, therefore no government, get rid of it, right? So- but but again, a lot like communism, like it doesn't take like human nature into consideration in a lot of ways. You know, like it sounds like an idealistic, like utopian idea, but then but then it's like, okay, well, then there's all this and this and this too. So, you know, I've had a lot of these ideas challenged a lot lately too. And so, um, but, but really, again, the solution is that we don't have to fix everything. We don't have to take on the system. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We don't have to do any of this stuff. Like that system's always going to be there. They're always going to have that offering out there for you and again it's like you know these are our jews man like we had the and i'm not saying like you know 
it's it's you know whatever grabblers grabblers is a great term because it's all encompassing it, 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 you don't have to be a jew to be a grabbler like so the exactly. grabblers are the ones that are at the top exploiting you know, what is even a j anyway like i know if you exactly, look into the exactly. history and then i know you know this but you look into the history of that and it just will you just you're just like what like it's yes. so and i've been hearing about this forever but yeah not to cut you off but yeah i totally agree with what you're saying yeah yeah yeah, so there's always going to be a grabbler of any whatever background that's going to be available there to exploit your sin and your weakness and your vulnerability, right? So, like, one of the big talking points of, like, the libertarians, libertarian anarchists who, you know, I, I get along with them. Like, a lot of my friends are, like, anarcho-libertarian type people, you know what I mean? Like, but they're cool. They, like, print 3D shotguns and shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, they're cool people. So, it's like, uh, but, like, one of the big talking points is end the Federal Reserve, end the Fed, right? And then it's like, okay, let's say we were to do that. There would be another one tomorrow because somebody's going to want to take out a loan and someone's going to want to buy something with money they don't have. And so someone's going to be there to make that offering. It's like you can't just end the system and fix all the problems, you know? And so it's like, yeah, so I've had to go back to the drawing board on a lot of these things. But that's yeah. the, the the beauty of it is we don't have to figure yeah. out any of that shit, dude. All we have to do is like pull back, look inward, fix ourselves, our community and build community locally. And that's it. That's the solution, man. To the point where you know, we reinforce our little communities and we, we try to like, I mean, ideally you scale it up to where it's like, you know, we have our own doctors and we have our own complete, like various different sources of food. And we've got all of our own infrastructure built to where we can opt out in mass and we don't have to participate in the system at all. Like that's what I'm striving for. And the most peaceful way you could possibly imagine, like not militia, not freaking none of that shit, dude. Like we are opting out in mass peacefully that's it yeah no i i 100 agree with you um and i think that i think it was mark passio i heard this from he says you you know a lot of people that are in that mind frame they're going and they're in the world of effects and they're already in the physical trying to change what's there and it's really like i guess you could say a spiritual thing but it's really about the realm of causes and if you think about um like what exactly is causing all this? It is your own behavior at the end of the day. And the only thing you have control over is your behavior. And as you start to, uh, you know, work on it or whatever it is, or just start to live a different way, then like you said, you find these people and you build community. And I, you know, like Owen always says realm earth. And I like to go deep into realm earth and what that can mean. And I, I feel like if that's what you're doing and you're not living in fear or making choices out of fear, like everybody, you know, fear happens you're going to feel it. It's not that it's a bad thing. It's just an indicator, but it's what you do with that fear. You know, are you making your decisions based on fear and despair, or are you doing them from a place of not having fear about Mm. what you're deciding to do? And I feel as you do that, this realm reciprocates and it somehow puts you Mm. around those other people. Maybe it's like I said earlier, the vibration thing, whatever. And you know, this is like the bear fest. You hear all these stories. I didn't get to go. Did you go to the bear fest? I I did. I was there, man. That's right. I thought I saw you in some pictures. Yeah, I did. All right. And so, so, you know what I'm talking about, then you yeah. get together and I've been to plenty of bear meetups and, yeah. you know, just the bear Atari times app. And then just the other things like you were talking about, like Richard Grove, you know, I mentioned yeah. Mark Passio. I met some great mm-hmm. people through him that I still even talked to my friend Kaylee, shout out to her. I record with her sometimes, um, cool. you know, a lot of these people and the same thing with, you know, I met a lot of cool people with the end cap thing and the libertarians and all that as yeah. well. Um, you know, and I think, though, as you start to build your own thing and focus away, then it just a way is built. And I think nothing can even affect you, really, you know, unless you allow it to, you know, until the day you die, which guess what? We're all going to die. So, 
you know and yeah. if you really do believe we're eternal or immortal somehow or you know like we are creations of god where could we go after we die you know i'm sure there's something else it's not like uh the end so there's really nothing to be in despair or fair about and that's what holds people though it's their fear and despair and then also their um like you were saying their uh i guess you could say sins which i think sure. um when i had james on from grounded extracts i think he called mm -hmm. that dysfunction or something like that sure. or yeah yeah lots of different ways to characterize it you know i i uh some of some of it's like weakness like you know your own way which you know brings about shame like if you're if you perceive yourself a certain way and you you fall back into behaviors that you don't want to engage in anymore that's that's shameful that you know that could be considered sin but also there's like evil too like i have like distinct i had this great conversation with a friend named cheney she does a show called project cheney this is back in the day but uh you know we were trying to like figure out like the nature of evil we talked for like two hours like on a show i can't even remember it was a while back but it's like it's almost like you have there's good and then there's evil and then there's like this other thing you know what i mean it's not evil but it's like it's like all the all the things that maybe are like sin i guess you could say that are just kind of like weakness and like uh dishonesty and like negative things but they're not necessarily evil you know it's like a category unto themselves you know like evil and evil kind of like moves about like kind of freely in all those things you know but like but the but the nature of these like what you'd call sin it's like it's uh weakness definitely definitely you know and i, I i'll even go further when i talk about the realm earth thing i think there's a way to look at it so there's different ways to look at it. if you're looking at it as like a human physical person man i should say not human where's sharon she's gonna help me a uh, man or woman uh in this physical realm then there's a certain way to look at it you don't hurt people and you don't do certain things but then at another level and i'm not saying it's okay to hurt people but you realize that um evil there's a purpose for it and exists for a reason it's yeah. causing it's causing the hardships and the challenges and the obstacles that we have to go through in order to make ourselves better people because think about 2020 think about all the people who got spurred into action because of that yeah. you know oh, what yeah. i mean so i try not to even judge it on that level i mean if it's in front of me and i have to defend myself for somebody that's one thing or i have to stop something wrong but when I think about the world, right, and I look out the world and all the crazy things that are going on, the way I look at it is that there's a purpose there. You know, if you're a Christian, you could say God did create the devil. There's a reason that they're there, and it's never going to go against his plan. It's all part of the plan. So even if you are engaging in these um, behaviors and you feel shameful for it, it's good because sometimes you say you got to do it till you're done a lot of times like a drug addict you know i have friends that hit rock bottom and now they're clean and they wouldn't even touch it anymore but it's mm -hmm. because they had to go through those crazy terrible experiences i mean i also know people that have passed away uh in that too but again if we're just immortal then we got to believe that it's part of the plan and maybe they had to learn something i don't you know i can't explain it because i'm not god <laughs> yeah or exactly no i'm just kidding <laughs> um, well i mean you know it's like <laughs> yeah well we're definitely not god you know, what I mean? no, I know. like it's like we we, we uh yeah man i, don't I know. like to i like to joke because some people no, uh totally think i'm like new agey but the way i like to put it is i think that we're like an aspect of god kind of like yes. frodo is an aspect of tolkien yeah. but frodo himself isn't tolkien you know it's it's like one of those uh we're like in the mind of god or whatever yeah you know? oh yeah the mind of god like the infinite awareness type stuff 
Like we're just like these little nodes of infinite awareness that were just kind of trapped in this little third dimensional, um, you know, small, like five cents perception reality when, you know, there's so much more that we can't perceive, you know, I actually, uh, the realm, the realm, dude. Yeah. It's or a magical realm. realm. It shows you what you're able to see because of your vibration or density. I think there are probably beings around us that we just can't perceive and maybe they are totally. positive and negative. But I don't think totally. they affect us unless we we call them uh, through our actions and our mindset. We call them to aid us. So for like a crackhead, we're going to mm -hmm. summon them to get us more more of that sweet, sweet crack. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, oh, that sweet crack. Yes. But if we're uh, out there crushing it, we're going to summon the those things to help us. And I think we see it through like synchronicities and, you know, there's like stuff happened in my life that I can't even explain, you know, um, like last night, this is a great. I recently met a woman who I'm very excited about, but I won't say any more at this time. Oh, nice, dude. But we were hiking in the woods last night in the full moon, and we both saw what you would call a shooting star, but it was like it had like stuff coming off of it. It was like insane. Wow. You know, so and I was saying how it's crazy to see any kind of shooting star. I've seen them before, but you have to be looking in like just the right place. Like, think about how many that you've, you know, might have missed before or whatever. Oh, but totally. yeah, just crazy things like that in nature and then that just running into people and meeting people and yeah it's it's nuts that's amazing i you know uh that's a really good analogy to just everything that we miss you know god i've been inside all day working on video editing we're in here like what are we missing out there we're missing the sky like doing its thing you know or I'm, just even if you are trying to observe but it's a cloudy night like you're not meant to see it you know not everything is meant for us you know uh and then that's why i just love like synchronicities or just like reminders that hey i might have veered off course but you know at this particular exact split second i'm right where i need to be you know right at this moment in time you know it's a really powerful thing uh, i had a i had a great conversation with the great david ike recently i was able to Ooh. wrangle him i was able to get him on for an interview and uh you make yeah. me jealous, sir. You got that sweet Beavis poster. You talked to David Ike and Owen Benjamin. Must be yeah. nice. Must be nice. Dude, you just got I just am persistent. I just hunt these people down. Oh, yeah, down. yeah. Oh, no, I'm I just, like, I'm just Guys, yeah. somebody tell Owen that he needs to talk to me. Hello, come on. There's yeah. some bears that, dude. there's some high up bears that know me. Dude, just, get, yeah, just, just hit him up, dude. Just keep, oh, yeah, keep, yeah. Just keep hitting him up. Yeah, yeah. You, it sounds like you gave him a good super chat. He'll remember you, dude. I remember oh, yeah, your letter. I'm sure. I'm I remember sure. your letter. Yeah, yeah. You sent him that, uh, what did you send him? You sent him some gift too. What was that? Like a, uh, what did you send him again? Oh, I drew uh, a bear with a crown and a jester's cap. Okay. Yes. Perfect. See? So like, dude, like, come on now. You just gotta, you just gotta follow up. You just gotta close the deal. You know? I think over Sharon itself also is permeating because when Sharon was at the bear fest, she kept saying Sharon from over Sharon. Like even if people don't really watch it, they see it and know yeah. that it's a thing. It's totally. oh, I love it, dude. <laughs> exactly exactly I'm creating man. a brand <laughs> that's what was, yeah exactly man exactly oh, so funny but again like you were saying it's it's the non-inverted way you know we're uh creating these communities of people and i call them slaves but there are people who watch our show no um you know and we interact and stuff on telegram and i've even met a few of them in person uh there's a few a couple of people in connecticut that i've been hiking with and hanging out it's really amazing to have these conversations because you know, they don't get to have those conversations in everyday life. You know, I'm blessed to be able to talk to somebody like you uh, through Zoom. Like, this is great. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly, man. What I'm seeing, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and dude, I, I wasn't, I was only, and the reason why I brought David up is because like his whole, uh, the nature of that conversation, like what we were talking, we were talking about exactly what we're talking about right here. He, uh, he just wrote a book. He wrote a book called The Trap. 
And uh, I didn't even know about that. I had him on the on, scheduled to be on the show. And uh, the weekend before he was supposed to come on the show, he was on, he did like a Saturday, like three hour or two hour interview with Alex Jones. And I was like, oh man, I got to watch this to like prepare. So I, I watched that. And he was talking about how he just published this brand new book that just came out. And I was like, how did I not know that he had a new book out? So I was like, okay. So I ordered it. And uh, my goal was to read the whole thing. So I could go into the interview, like having read the whole book. And I did it, man. I cleared my schedule like for a weekend. And uh, it was like, it's like, oh, it's up there. I don't want I can't, it's up there. Anyway, it's like a 400 page book. And I sat down and like in a weekend and just read the whole damn thing, dude. in like a three day span. And I went into that interview and we talked about it. And literally the whole premise of the book is the whole, the, the trap talks about, and I might upset some of your listeners here, but like talking about how like the, the, the story of uh, the garden of Eden, right. And like the fall of man is kind of analogous to the, uh, the idea that we are these, uh, beings with like infinite, infinite, uh, potential, right? Like just, just little nodes of this infinite consciousness that have like manifested in our little, like we just have this little node, but there was a time where the human experience used to be infinite awareness, right? The whole of all human experience, human consciousness used to be one infinite awareness and these dark archons, the reptilians, the lizards, whatever, you know, cause he's the lizard people guy, right? They came somehow we're able to take our consciousness and feed them into what he calls the trap, which is our current like meat suit existence. Right. So now we are trapped in this like third dimensional five sense reality, but our, but our ability and our, and our origins were of like infinite awareness. And he talks about like, he, like how that's the fifth dimension. The infinite awareness is like the fifth dimension. And we hear like the fourth dimension described as uh, time in a lot of senses, like time is like the fourth dimension, but in infinite awareness, there is no time. There actually is no time. If you think about it now, wrap your mind around that one. Like time is a construction based on like the rail systems, like the train systems really. Dude, they showed a train it. and a clock. Exactly. 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 So, but if you go, if you, if you go, if you go out into the vacuum of, well, allegedly <laughs> out in the vacuum of space, right. And you're sitting there, there's no time, there's no day, there's no morning. It's just like, it just is, it just is, right? And so, uh, and so, but it talks about the fourth dimension as being the point of awareness in our consciousness that observes the, three, the third uh, sense and third dimensional reality, right? So actually you can like pull back and kind of create awareness around your fourth dimensional consciousness, which is observing the third dimension. And then that can help. So anyway, it's a powerful, powerful. So it's a great book. And, uh, you know, I knew with David, like all I had, I had like, literally I had like a hundred questions written down. I got through like three of them because like you, you set him up with something and he'll go for like, you know, 20 minutes on one question. So it's good. It, it was a good conversation, but, uh, anybody's interested on this specific and he does get into, he specifically has like a whole chapter on like lizard people. He's still on the lizard people thing. So, uh, Dude, and then how yeah, that relates I, to all this. If you want yeah. to share a link in the chat, if you can do that, and then I sure. always send it to me, I'll put it under the video. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing, dude. Yeah, it was, it was, it was cool, think, man. I think the uh, the fact that you were able to do that and get it done and read his book, that's why you got to interview him, because you really um, exhibited that passion, even though he might not have known it, like the universe or whatever knew it, you know? That's well, amazing. Well, so, you know, I was inspired by, actually, by... Uh, by Richard Gate or Richard Grove, dude, Richard Grove. Cause like he, uh, he had Whitney Webb on, um, 
What the heck? He had Whitney Webb on the show, and she just came out with her. Those I do. I can reach these. These are right here. These just came in the mail, right? Have you, have you seen these? Are you familiar with these? No. What's that? Oh, dude. So she just published this two-volume set right here. It's uh, One Nation Under Blackmail, Volume 1. Uh, the Sordid Union Between Intelligence and Organized Crime That Gave Rise to Jeffrey Epstein. That's Volume 1, like 500 pages. <laughs> and uh, Volume 2. And so, so basically, Volume 1 is all about... Uh, you know, the history of sexual blackmail and all the intelligence agencies and organized crime, all the origins, all the way back to like the 20s, all the players, all the politicians, all the everything involved, you know, all the scandals, all the all the nonsense. And she, like she was because she's been covering the, uh, the the Jeffrey Epstein thing since like, you know, 2019 after his you know most recent arrest. And she was doing all kinds of like deep dive articles about him. And uh and realize how deep the rabbit hole goes, dude. And so she's been working on this book for a while now. And uh, she realized she had so much content that she had to break it up into two books. The first one just being giving you the backstory, the contextual understanding of, you know, sexual blackmail and then how literally this country and this world is run on it, dude. Like Mossad, uh, like like uh, Maxwell, Robert Maxwell and uh, uh, Les Wexner and all these guys. And so only by reading volume one, do you have any understanding volume two, which is all about Epstein, dude. So, uh, and so, and so between the two of them, you know, that's, that's a nice chunk there. And uh, this just came, these just came out like a month ago or a month and a half ago. And Richard Grove, who's like this hardcore historian guy, like had her on the show. And he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, I, I read them. They're, they're good. And you know, I was just like, what, how did you read them already? But I know he's that type of guy that just like he'll just sit down and just read a book like non like he he must read super fast. And so I was like, that's it. If Richard can do this, then I'm I'm gonna do that for my David Icke interview. I don't even care. So so yeah. But I, I don't know, amazing, man. man. I started reading this one already. But I, I want. I mean, if you guys want to get like a sneak peek, like uh, so, go Grand Theft World. This is Richard Grove's show, and uh, he, they have posted the interviews that he did. Two interviews with Whitney Webb in the, like the last three weeks or so. Just fascinating interviews, man. Just unbelievable. So yeah, highly recommend. I love both those people. They're both yeah. amazing. And I've yeah. watched a lot of their content in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So. Richard Grove really got me into a lot of this because of his when uh I'm trying to think. I know I watched all the episodes that he did with um with John Taylor Gatto. Yep, yep, yep. And then I watched the one um, about the USS Liberty where he talked to the guy that was on the USS Liberty. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Was, dude, that was crazy. Like, yeah, you could you could uh, make a class out of that. <laughs> like, I need to go back and watch that one again. It's been a long time. But uh, yeah, the USS Liberty, that's a rabbit hole. That's a rabbit hole right there, folks. <laughs> that will get you in a little bit of hot water. Are you threatening me? Oh, I referenced that <laughs> with a, Are you threatening me? <laughs> one of my parents' friends. There's like a trunk supporter. Yeah. But he was in the Navy. And I was like, do you know about the USS Liberty? <laughs> like, look <Yeah>. into that. <laughs> Here, break it down for our audience, those that may not be familiar with it. Give us a little sneak peek. Go ahead. Now I'm asking you. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So uh, there was this, there's this country in the Middle East where a lot of the people wear the small hats. And <laughs> they, in, uh, I think it was the late 60s or early 70s, during uh, a war that was going on, a supposed war, the Seven Day War with Egypt or whatever, 
uh, that country with those small hats attacked one of our intelligence ships that was like state of the art and had all the brand new stuff on it. And um, they flew by several times earlier in the day and they saw the guys out there sunbathing, which because what happened was the country with the small hats said they thought it was an Egyptian ship, mm. which would mean it was Muslim. But there's no way Muslims are out there sunbathing. And then also they, you know, they flew this giant American flag that they had. But anyway, they got strafed or strifed. Uh, they got shot and then they got bombed and stuff. And then two helicopters full of like, uh, I don't know, the special forces the with the small hat country mm -hmm. were touching down on the deck ready to go and probably just kill everybody. And uh, they were able to get SOS signal out uh, from the USS Liberty off of like an old line that was on there. And then as soon as that call went out, they were like, we're out because now we know, you know, like the jig is up. But it's crazy. There was he said he even talked to a guy. Uh, so the guy who was being interviewed was a sergeant in the Marine Corps. He's an intelligence guy and he's still around. And he was saying how um, he later ran into a guy who was in the Navy, who was a fighter pilot or whatever and he was flying to engage and he had to turn around he was given the orders to turn around i was like i don't know if i would have been able to turn around buddy <laughs> but yeah, yeah they would have made it would have been a different kind of movie but uh yeah mm -hmm. uh it's really crazy and of course it got covered up and they just said it was an accident and oh we're mm -hmm. sorry we didn't mean to and if you talk about it you get in a lot of trouble yeah <laughs> yeah like, it's funny how that works you know there have been like literal world wars where they said that the, the cause of the war was, you know, some foreign power sinking an American vessel. But, you know, even there's some sh sh shenanigans around those stories, too. But, uh, yeah. but still, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's always those things that I don't want you talking about that always kind of piques my interest, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So uh, um, the David I thing, I just wanted to say. I like what you were saying about his idea of the system, but I have a little bit of a different take because yeah. this is something that came up where people talk about like this realm being a trap or like a soul trap or whatever. But the thing about that, that I can't get past is that I think it's like a victim narrative thing. Like sure. everything he's saying, I think is right to a certain point, but I think it's possible that we choose to come here uh to do work you know and, mm -hmm. and i think it's not a thing where we're slaves or where we could be slaves and yes some of us people are slaves but like i was saying earlier they're slaves to themselves yeah but i think it's work that they have to somehow overcome oh there's a link okay and uh that's what i think this realm is about so that's why i look at quote unquote evil that way on uh, again on a different level you know everybody <laughs> mm-hmm uh, but on a certain level, I realize how it's part of the system. You know, it's like the yin and the yang. It's just like doing a dance or whatever. But uh, so I, it, it alleviates me from thinking things like, you know, we're in a trap or because yeah. I really I really feel all that stuff is just like it's kind of like new agey a little bit or like. Sure. Uh, totally. But again, he's definitely onto something, you know, like he's speaking a lot of truth. I think that's why he has such a a big following and whether he's aware of it or not, he might not be, it could just be his own point of view because of what he went through in his life and the things that he saw. So he's like, therefore it must be a trap. This is so horrible, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but again, I and I that's why I like people like Owen Benjamin and the Bears and stuff because there's no despair there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, this is the glory of God and it's going to be awesome. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, you're that's such a good point. You know, it, it is kind of victimy. It's like, oh, we just got trapped in these little meat suits and this is all we can ever be. I mean, there's a moment that choose too. it. You or know, we choose it. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. It's like, man, I'm, I, what, if I was given the choice, like, good job, dude. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Like, you did good, dude. Like, I'm so glad I uh, materialized in this dimension at this time. Like, what an unbelievable. You unbelievable got front row gift. seats, baby. Dude, front row, front row seats. seats, dude. Like, and, and I'm a tall white guy in America. Like, thank exactly. you, God, yes. dude. Unbelievable. Like, wow. How, I don't know. I must have done really good in my previous life. That's all I'm saying. Like, I did, I must have just like crushed. I have been crushing for millennia. <laughs> I, I absolutely concur. And, you know, evidence of that is just that we're connecting, you know what I mean? And yeah. people that we've connected with, like, look at Sharon. I mean, she's a freaking legend. You know yes. what I mean? Like, ooh, that over Sharon show, I really love it. She puts a lot of work into that. And we, you know, we both do. And we have a really good time doing it. And we're like so prepared. It's amazing. Like this one, I'm like, I'll email people or tag me like, hey, you want to come on and just come on and have a good time. But that show, we're like, yeah, we're on top of our stuff. Um, one other thing I want to say too about yeah. that, another point like of evidence is, you know, I like the as above, so below kind of thing. Yeah. And if you see what's going on here, nobody forced us to take an experimental medical serum uh, with a hypodermic needle, right? Nobody forced us to do this. Most people chose it. So therefore, I think we chose this, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't see anybody getting forced to do anything, uh, especially these days, you know, like, just like that clip going back to that showed how war used to be and how it is now. I'd rather have it way have it how it is now because I could be a part of it and just make funny memes, you know, I'm yeah. sure I have a, you know, a few rifles or whatever, but Sure. Uh, you know, the the real war is within and then through humor and to try to affect other people. What better way than to either make them laugh or empower them somehow to like, yes, grow a garden or find a woman or a man, yep. or, you know, live. Yep. And that's the real psychological, you know, brings us right back to that. It's it's amazing because when you feel like the way you do about how you're just describing yourself or crushing for millennial, you're unstoppable. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. the only one who could stop you is you, you know, even yeah. if they put you, if someone puts you in a cage or whatever, I always say, if somebody put me in a cage, you'll probably just crumble around me. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, totally. Yeah. It's funny. I had, uh, I had someone ask me recently, like, what's your Myers-Briggs personality type? Like I'm an ENTJ or something like that. I'm like, my personality test, like, dude, I, I wake up every day and I put on my shoes and I just crush. That's my personality type right there. Like, I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just crush every day. That's my personality type. <laughs> I'm an INT crusher. <laughs> yes, INT crusher, dude. I'm there a CCCC. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, dude. Hilarious. I think, you know, because the, really the only thing stopping you is you. So, yeah. I mean, once it's, you realize that it's, it's exactly yeah. man and then dude and there's this little community dude we just had a we just had a bear meet up like uh the 22nd of october and uh and it was interesting because like uh it was like there was like 20 people there and then we did one back uh like midsummer which is also about 20 25 people but like this one it was a whole different group of like 20 25 people there was a few people that like were uh at both of them but um 
it's just so cool, man. Like in this area, there's a lot of really cool people. And like from the very first one, I met some people that I'm super like close with now, like crown bear, meek, not weak bear, legendary Marine bear. Oh, uh, nice dude. Like, uh, we, well, we all drove up to Missouri together for the bear fest. And so, and then like, I got a, a job, uh, like a, we, we remodeled one of the bears bathrooms, uh, out of that thing. And so it's like, like, like so much cool stuff happened from that first meetup and, I had to leave early from this last one, which really sucks because I was um, helping out at this. Uh, I was like volunteering at this freaking uh, Halloween party for people that are clean and sober type of deal. So I was like, I was like, I had to leave early for that. But sounds um, scary. Sorry, I know, I know. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, it was funny because it was at a church, and uh, like we had like the whole thing decorated with like like devils and like all this crazy shit. Like not inadvertently, just standard harmless like dollar store. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you know Halloween decorations, but like in the context of it being in a church, it was like, oh, this is a little spooky. Like, this is a little weird. Like, I'm sorry, Jesus, I'm so sorry, dude. Like, no offense, man. Oh, uh, I but, think uh, he, I think Jesus is a comedian. That's another bit yes. that I'm working on. I'm working. Yeah, that's a bit I'm gonna do. I think on stage. He, yeah, come on, he was funny. They just God, that out. God is a comedian. There's no oh, question shit. about that. God is the greatest comedian. I mean, you can't like everybody. Every comedian is trying to get closer and closer to to God's hilarious sense of humor dude like it's hilarious it's fascinating like that's what makes life worth living is god's sense of humor right there that's it yeah that's why when he says vengeance uh when they say vengeance is mine saith the lord it's like yeah because that stuff is going to be the most hilarious thing ever you know probably tragic but whatever it's at one level it's going to be funny exactly and you know there's a lot of uh and i've seen it over and over too like i don't even like uh i don't even like worry about getting bent out of shape at people anymore because it's like these character defects always catch up with people it caught up with me and i learned man it's like people always get what's coming to them man like like god will will, will take care of it like it always happen and it seems like there's so much injustice in the world that sometimes it feels like demoralizing it's like it's no fair that there's no justice in this world but i feel like this perfect justice man like it's perfect justice like the people are the ones that we look to like you know, that we have all this, like all the Joe Bidens and the Fauci's and all these people that are just like, you know, we perceive that there's no justice, man. They're probably living their own type of personal hell that they can't ever escape from, man. And then oh, and, and they're, they're suffering more than anybody, man. And it's like. <laughs> the trade-off is you have to be Anthony Fauci. It's like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh my God, Exactly. <laughs> you know it's like i don't even i'm not mad let him do anything he wants to look at him like that exactly. poor guy it's like a make-a-wish we're just exactly. letting Fauci think, you know we're letting him pull exactly. the retards you know like we're yes. giving him a big day out you know dude that is that is the perfect way to look at it it's like you know it's like come on you guys like come on at least okay so 80 percent of you have to get vaccinated because i mean come on dude look at the guy i mean come on jeez like ah uh, i don't want to like I would rather 80% of you get shots than have to be that guy. Like that's, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got a lot of them have this big moment, everybody, you know? Yeah. 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 Man. Uh, so, uh, so what's the attitude like up in Connecticut? Like we were talking a little bit about before, but uh, is there like, are people like marching in the streets ready to like uh, lynch Alex Jones or what, what's going on up there? No, you know, the, the what I've noticed is uh, people aren't even really focused on it. I think. Okay. The everyday person, you know, you'll get a once in a while, but I haven't even seen like on Instagram because I'm, you know, yeah, that's the one I kind of check out once in a while. I look for memes and I have a lot of people I know in Connecticut, even people that aren't 
you know, that you could say are normies or whatever. I just follow sure. a lot of things. And uh, it seems to me, though, but more there's there's some kind of new variant or something going around and oh. like that's starting to kick rear its ugly oh, head. God. But I okay. think it's also because it's right before the election. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It, goes, it plays back into that theory. But I have seen more masks uh, lately and I've seen, uh, you know, what else? Uh, yeah, just silly things like that. Um, that's but, wild. But it's nothing that it's not even like it was like it was it probably was like it was in uh you said you were in portland right i well i was oh, in eugene oregon. yeah oregon, i was i was okay. in eugene oregon yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean i'm sure it was kind of like that here it was like you know I'm, I'm about an hour from new york city or so yeah very yeah. dense like suburb area and like everywhere i went everybody had a mask on i was like mostly the only person without one and i had several different confrontations that are hilarious um wow one of my most recent ones, you're going to love this one. Oh, I'm so glad I get to tell you. So yes. over the summer, my friend got into a motorcycle accident and he was okay. He's still kind of fucked up though. Uh, shout yeah. out to my friend, White Dion, uh, get better soon. Yeah, shout but out uh, he kind of screwed up his back and stuff. But um, anyway, he wasn't going that fast forever. But he, so he was in the hospital. So I went to go see him with another friend of mine who I've known since like third grade. And this friend knows it's all bs you know the 2020 thing but like his wife's in on it and all that so it's it's a different situation so he'll cover his face if need be but you know i'm just like zero tolerance you know like i mean i guess in a certain situation if i really had to it would be ridiculous if i didn't i you know whatever but most of the time you know i haven't really covered my smiling face yet so uh and everyone's pretty aware of that but anyway um so it was august of 2022 we go to Yale New Haven Hospital in New Haven, Connecticut. Is Yale yeah. in Connecticut? Yale? What's that? Is yeah. Yale, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't know. I guess I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. If you ever come here, I'll take you to the uh, Skull and Bones, allegedly. Okay, uh, we're going, dude. We're, we are coming to Pork Fest. Uh, All right. Next year, so keep an eye out for me then. But yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, and I'm going to Bear Fest next year. So good. Well, we'll see you there too. Yeah, and I'm I'm yeah, I'm probably gonna do some traveling. So I'll cool. definitely make my way through good old Tennessee. Oh um, yeah, dude. So I went to the hospital. Eh, so I knew it was gonna be probably challenging. So I wore like a black uh shirt and black pants. So I looked nice, you know, but I still look like this. Obviously, I have beautiful flowing locks, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was trying to look like a priest or something. I don't know. Um and I had a I have actually had a gold cross on. <laughs> so I walk in and there's a we'll say a bike thief security guard lady mm -hmm. and she's like you know and this is like the kind of ghetto hood of new haven uh which is very lovely and so she was just like oh you know she comes walking over to both of us now my friend's not wearing a mask either but she comes walking over and he just wants to see how i can pull it off and then he'll like be on my side you know so she's like and i was like oh thank you i'm like but uh i have a i have an exemption it's totally legal you know i don't need it and then uh there's an old lady behind the she was the one helping people. She's she chimes in and she's like, Oh, you need a mask and all this stuff. And then so the security guard's like, Oh, it's our policy. And I go, Oh no, I understand it's your policy. I'm like, but you can't have a policy that supersedes a law. Like laws are higher than like you can't have a corporate policy. You know, I made it sound smart. Yeah, exactly. And uh she was just like, Oh, you know, and then so the lady was making a fuss again, and then she goes, Well. They're only allowed two visitors anyway. She's like, what's his name? So they look up his name and I guess his mom was already there. So you can only have two visitors for the whole day now. 
So my friend was like, I'll just go. So he just walked and wore the mask. So it kind of diffused the situation. But I said to the security guard, I go, I go, you know, I, I understand, you know, but I'm like, you realize you're discriminating against me, right? And of course, it's hilarious because she's black, you know, and I'm a giant white guy. Yeah, that looks like this. And I'm just like, you know, and she's just like, I, you know, it's so funny. And I did. And I just walked out. My friend was like dying. He's like, I can't believe you said that about the discrimination thing. I'm like, oh, that's not the first time I've said that to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's uh, you're I mean, you're right. I mean, this is the new form of discrimination, dude. Like, but we can we're well within our rights to say that. Like, what? what? Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. Well, the, like, the other time is I went to, uh, to a courthouse I got into like involved in this accident and um, long story short, I'd made a super good deal to just uh, to pay like half of the deductible or something for the people. And they dropped everything uh, actually probably because it wasn't my fault, but just the circumstance. But anyway, long story. So I went down there and the guy, they were well aware of my face, <laughs> smiling face policy. Mm-hmm. It's actually did stuff on zoom or whatever they used. And it was like super cool. Like the judge was like eating lunch it turns out like I knew the marshal. He was like the head bouncer at a place I DJed. It's like when you live without this fear, it's crazy, you know, and yeah. he just like they took care of everything. But anyway, so uh, I went down there and the guy was going to meet me outside and it's taken a while. So I just went to walk in and they had like metal detectors is like the courthouse. And there was a giant like bike thief security guard, you know, yeah. he's like, oh, you need a mask. And I did the same thing. And I'm like, oh, I have an exemption. And I was like, you know, you're discriminating against me. And he just looks, he's like this big dude. He just looks at me. And we both started laughing. I'm like, I know it's hilarious. Like, oh, that's oh, awesome, man. He's that's like, awesome. what am I going to do? Yeah, it was so funny. That's I just like great. to make it funny. You know, now it's like. And if they don't get it, you know, like he laughed. The other lady was not laughing, you know, but I wasn't challenging mm-hmm. her power. But yeah, sure. It's... Well, that's the biggest thing, too. Like, especially out in Oregon, you know, we we saw I saw this man like, you know, once uh, they started opening back up a little bit and like they were closed down for a good year, man, like at least a wow. year, like the gyms were closed down for like a year and a half. Um, you know, it was bad, man. Like they they put the boot down pretty hard. But you would see like a lot of these people, like a lot of these store clerks or, you know, whatever, like they were like getting off on the power that they had. Like this COVID thing gave them just this unprecedented amount of power that they could just wield over everybody and just bludgeon them like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. It's like, no, no, no. But like, and they they would get the most irate, the ones that would like confront you. And then you're just like, no, dude, I'm not doing that. Like uh they would just lose their shit dude or and also or then also like i had so many like interactions with uh other customers it was always other customers mostly like i had a few negative interactions with clerks but a lot of times it was just the other people in the store that felt like you know the self-entitlement to like try to you know push their will onto me and then i'm like oh hell no dude i just laugh like it's fun to just laugh at that but like you know I've been chased out of stores, like people screaming, I hope you die, you know, like all that stuff. And it's just like, it's like, dude, like, that's so crazy, man. So uh, it's great. But, but, but now it's like, you know, I can't even imagine where those people are at now, now that they've lost all their power. Like now that it's kind of, you know, none of these uh, mandates exist, which they can use to exert their power over other people. Like what do they do now? Oh, no, that's right. They're, they're like uh, transitioning their kids They're chopping their kids genitals off. That's what they're doing now. I forgot. You notice how you notice the, the, the timing on that, right? They, as soon as they lifted all the mandates, now all of a sudden they realize, Oh shit, what are we going to do? I guess we might as well just start chopping our kids peckers off. Like that, that was the immediate like jump to logic. Like, 
you know well you know what it was the the yeah. kid pecker cutting off machine was shut down for a year yeah oh they had to make up time dude like that's I, i'm convinced so they're like I, shit we gotta chop these peckers off oh i love it yeah, yeah dude, I, I gotta so write funny. this i gotta write that down that's a good one so like the, they lifted the mandate you notice like it was that same route that, around the same time like the child trans thing really picked up steam as soon as the lockdowns went away <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's because people lost their minds <laughs> yeah. uh i think that's why you know because Things here were locked down for a while, but they opened up a little quicker than that. But I think it's just because there's so many people and like, you know, they were probably going to go crazy. Like there was there's a beach. Um, I live right near the beach in Connecticut and Milford. I live and it's very beautiful beaches. But there's one that um, every year it, around June, like when the kids start getting out of school, everybody from all the surrounding towns that <laughs> might not be as nice as Milford. I'll put it that way. They might steal more bikes in these towns. A sure. lot of people come down and just flood the place out. And like a cop got attacked this year and they stole his camera, but then the dude got caught and he's like, they didn't, they just like threw the entire book at him. But you know, it was kind of like a half of a riot, you know. So they mm -hmm. they'll allow some things, you know, they gotta allow their alcoholic institutions to be open. You know what I mean? People would like yep, yep, yep. literally kill their wives. Like the shit was getting crazy here. People yep. were just like domestic abuse and drugs and like I know some of you. I know a guy who killed himself and he has like a kid. It's like, dude, you know, wow. yeah, I got nuts. I mean, I've seen a lot of that too. Like we call them deaths of despair. You know, a lot of people who fell into like, I mean, <sighs> I think we talked about this last time I was on oversharing, just like about, you know, my involvement in recovery and all that stuff and just witnessing oh, yeah. it firsthand, you know, it's just like, it was crazy. It was the craziest time ever. A lot of people suffered pretty immensely, but you live in a town like with the word like MILF literally in the title of the town's name. Like, dude, I call it MILF Town all the time. <laughs> MILF Town, yeah, that's awesome. MILF Town. My uh, one yeah. of my friends when he used to come here uh, from the <laughs> Marines, he'd be like, "We're going up to." He's he lived somewhere in New York, but he would always come here to Milford. Like people would always come up here because <laughs> I had a lot of friends, and there's always a lot of females around. If you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Except I was just all friends with them, but that changed yeah. later, and that's in the book. You could go read it. Uh, but anyway, so um yeah he would call it milf town it was so funny we're going up to milf town so do they do they embrace that do they make like a tourist like tourist shirts with like no, i wish they did <laughs> they totally you know what? i that. think we just uh made a million dollar business idea my friend dude, you need to make like milford connecticut t-shirt line dude like how how are you not like the whole like that's a whole brand right there dude that's milf just, town yeah, yeah dude, i like it dude, I'm start making milf town yeah, shirts i bet i could sell a ton of those yeah just like milford Shirts with like M I L F, like all capital letters, and then like you know, it's like some 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 gal, like just you know, whatever. It doesn't even have to be like anything really. Just like the, the yeah, milf town, dude. That's I fantastic. can even use like a uh, some kind of symbol, like of a goddess or something. Mm. Yes, dude, you need to you need to get on this, man. <laughs> and you can go to like all the. Do you guys have like street fairs or like yes. any festivals or anything, dude? Just go down and sell like mil milf town shirts down, dude. Like that's game over game oh, over the gears are moving yeah exactly <laughs> like welcome to milford somebody said in milford. the chat oh they're hilarious yeah what's up chat to shout out to you guys we've been kind of ignoring yeah you. shout chat. out to caribe root that's who i went hiking with shout out to bane bear he's a another comedian in the uh in the community he's okay funny. cool oh yeah bane bear dude what up bane bear i've, I've Robbie to Rad, G. Lauro, Lorar, I don't know, Laror. Lisa Smiley, what's up, what, what's up, Lisa Smiley? What's up? Oh, Nigel was in here earlier. Man, I missed all the good legends. He's probably Sorry, guys. what's up, Sammy? What's going on? I got to give shout out to my friend Sammy. I have to give him a reading soon. I've been like 
insanely busy, but it's good though. It's all good stuff. So what's up, Sammy? Nice. Um, yeah. Oh, Mel was here earlier. What's up, Mel? Yeah, cool. we, we have a great little uh community here. It's really awesome. Yeah, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Nigel, dude, thank you. The show's fire. You're fire, Nigel. Yeah, Nigel's awesome. He's he's uh hilarious. Love Nigel. So cool. He's actually in Tennessee. Oh, really now? What, he's near what? Memphis, yeah. Okay. It's I probably mean, farther, but is he in uh is he are, Nigel, are you a bear? What's going on? Nigel is a bear. Okay. Well, he I, you gotta get in our Tentaria chat. It's uh it's uh t.me forward slash T-E-N-N-T-A-R-I-A. Tentaria. Tentaria. Yep. And you can Dude, be up, hilarious. up to speed with all of our and then we have the Dixieland, the Dixie Bears chat too. Um, let me get let me get you the address there. So any any bears that want to they're anywhere in the south. Oh, that's what um, I have to do. Share your link. Oh. Or uh let me get the Dixie Dixieland Bears. That's uh t.me forward slash Dixieland Bears. There you go. So any bears that are in the chat. I just shared um, the link to Scott's interview with David Ike in the chat. Oh, nice. Thank Check you. Check that sir. out. Yeah. And then I'll put it in the description too. I could probably do that while we're talking. It's on YouTube. Oh, no. Wait. I guess I don't oh, know did I put the wrong is. link in there? I don't know. It's a RTMP. So that's probably your live stream. Oh, yeah. Oops. Sorry, guys. It didn't. <laughs> Should I don't probably know. delete that. No, it's cool. It's all good. Stream that's like your stream key or something, maybe. Yeah, I so I thought I copied, but it didn't. Let me try that again. In Memphis, Nigel, I'm in freaking I'm in uh, Nashville, Nigel. Dude, we need to hang. It's awesome. I'll just uh, I'll post, I'll post. So anyway, um yeah, man. I uh I started doing actual work for the last American Vagabond now, dude. Like it's crazy. It's it's amazing. So like I do my show out of uh his studio and I was talking to him like, you know, what can I do to like help? Like he wanted to bring me on staff or something. And I didn't like, uh, I was like, what do we do? What do we do? I didn't really, I mean, I don't know, dude, I'm not like a journalist or anything like that. And so like he, uh, we, we, we were like, well, how about this? How about we just start a freaking Substack page and you can run the Substack page. I'm like, okay, yeah, that works. So I've been basically curating, content and writing articles i'm like now now i feel like i'm kind of a journalist now so there you go so i'm uh writing articles made made little short form videos but if anyone wants to check it out it's uh tlavagabond.substack.com so that's the last american vagabond substack page super stoked about that it's been going really good and uh yeah man just crushing for sure i made it so i made a little quick little documentary about um this company called predict wise um it's talking about hold on let me see um the the name of it is oh i did a little man on the street thing too like asking people what they thought about the covid shots being added to the childhood vaccine schedule that was a that was interesting interesting results from that one uh i maybe i'd recommend people go check it out these are all free too we don't have any of these behind a paywall or anything but uh Anyway, that was interesting, like going around Nashville, asking people what their thoughts were about, you know, this emergency use use authorized shot that's not even like the approved version isn't even available on the market. What what people thought about that being added to the childhood vaccine schedule, which if you guys hadn't heard about that, like how insane is that? And uh, and and 
you know, all the, like, I talked to a bunch of like younger people, like probably people that were like 21, you know, 22 dude. And they were all like, hell no. They were all fully like, they, they knew everything, dude. They knew about MRNA. Like they knew about everything. And I was like, Whoa, this is amazing. And then it was like all the boomers were all like, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Inject people right and left. And I was like, Whoa, that's so crazy. So the youngsters are getting it, man. I was super pumped to hear that. So yeah i think this is like the flight of the boomers right now you know what i mean it's like their their last hurrah uh i think the younger generation does definitely get it i think that's why the uh pranks are getting so elaborate yeah um you know and i think we're winning the meme war yeah exactly the meme war for sure so uh so yeah so this is what i was so so the other one is called U.S. Company secret gave, Secretly Gave You a COVID Lockdown Violation Score. And so there's this company called PredictWise, which was founded by uh, David de Rothschild, son of Evelyn de Rothschild, who just passed away today. And so this Rothschild-owned company was secretly collecting everyone's cell phone data and giving you a score as to whether or not you stayed at home or not so interesting and you know what the thing is too uh ryan was talking about that while it was happening in 2020 he was saying that they're collecting all this data yeah yeah it's crazy yeah exactly it was during 2020 so so yeah the people like that were very on top of it they were talking about all this stuff because it was out there you know people just didn't want to see it um it's kind of like what owen was talking about with the social credit score system Mm -hmm. that happens in china like a lot of people are into it yeah it's crazy dude about that too like um I, i've done some like looking into that and you know that's the infrastructure for that is kind of ba- based on like this program called wechat um uh, it's like a huge like all-encompassing system that they have over in china that's kind of like it's kind of like your uh it's a very centralized like they give you your they have like a central bank digital currency they give you that on your wechat wechat pay and then it's like you you order food and you do it's just like an app that does you do everything through it you know what i mean and that's how they roll out their infrastructure for the social credit system and uh elon musk recently i heard him saying how he was th- he was saying we need a wechat over here and he's developing this uh app or program or something just called x it's called x I guess he owns the the domain x.com, I guess is what I heard. So he owns x.com and uh, his idea is to make a all-encompassing app that does everything, which is exactly what already exists over in China. And they're using it as a social credit score, central bank digital currency platform. It's like, dude, what are we doing here? What are we doing here, man? Yeah, and, uh, they, they're basically just getting away with as much as they can. It's funny because that you say X, because uh, going back to the Realm Earth thing um, very quickly, but I yeah. the way I describe it is if you think of a figure eight, how it's like an infinity symbol where it crosses and it makes that X, you have the cross, yeah. the X. I think that represents yep. the physical. And then in the other arc, we're like an energy, but we're still in the realm somehow, but that represents the physical domain is that X. And yeah. uh, I feel like we're energy kind of being tricked into this physical experience, yeah. but it allows us free will. Like you were saying earlier, allows us to experience good and evil and make the choice and uh, actually learn things that we wouldn't, if we didn't have free will, like crow people like crow or other people mm-hmm. say how angels don't have free will. It's kind of like, I think that's like a metaphorical way to say it. Um, 
but yeah it's amazing and then he makes it x so it's kind of like he you know a lot of these people maybe if they don't even understand what they're doing but uh it's all it could just be symbolic it's crazy but a lot of them understand the symbols and that's kind of how i got into this going again back to shout out to richard grove again because yeah. a lot of his stuff he talked about symbolism then he led me to mark Passio, who led me to michael tesserion yeah and when you look into the symbolism stuff it's all over the place it's great yeah man i i uh, have you ever read uh, Secret Teachings of All Ages? Or have you ever looked at that book? Yeah, I haven't read the whole thing, but I have yeah. looked into Manly P. Hall, yeah. very, listened to a lot of his lectures and read yeah. parts of the book, yeah. I like Manly P. Hall, dude. He's he's kind of, uh, I mean, it's good stuff. Like, it's fascinating, at least, like, his understanding. And, like, there's some good stuff. Like, in Secret Teachings of All Ages in particular, there's this uh, one chapter about uh, colors and music. And uh, like how music is like the esoteric, like meaning behind each note and like it corresponds with each layer of the realm and everything like up to the, it's crazy. It's good stuff, man. I don't know. I was really kind of blown away by that, but his historical, uh, you know, the context of just like the sim, like symbolism, like all the way back. To, it's hard for me to articulate right now. It's because it's been a while since I've read it, but it talks a lot about like, um, <clears throat> you know, like back in the day, like, secret society you know and even i mean this is we, we kind of started off talking about this like like the we give they too much power right but you know they still they still like almost hold on to certain pieces of knowledge that they don't want the the profane to have access to right like they don't want us to have access to certain levels of knowledge and so that's why you have to have these initiatory like secret orders and secret brotherhoods where they hold on to these this knowledge and maybe at this day and age in the, the age of information some of that stuff's really harder to hold on to, or maybe those one or two pieces of wisdom that have been maintained throughout all of history are really powerful pieces of information. You know, it's like it, if they're able to hold on to it like that. But back in the day, the way that people were subjugated were, you know, they, they kept information from them. And back then it was like just basic things like numbers or geometry, like shapes, you know, like just very, very basic things that we take for granted that in the day back in the day that used to be the information that they kept you know secreted away in these like initiatory secret societies and it talks about like the evolution of you know all of these different uh, orders and degrees and the symbolism involved and it's fascinating stuff so you know and so i don't know maybe maybe we have all the information but maybe there's something that i feel like what they're holding on to is uh there's there's some keys there but i, I but maybe not maybe not I think that maybe a part of it too is that like the information is all out there, but they're keeping us suppressed with a lot of the, the, the soft kill type of things that have been deployed against us. And I know like Owen like talks a lot about like, Oh, it's a bunch of bullshit, but like, you know, GMO foods, uh, like stuff that they spray, I, you know, the, the, the water, the tampering with the water, just like the, just the lack of nu nutrition and everything, you know, the screens and the frequencies, like, each all of them together create this just like just the toxicity the heavy metals i mean like you know you can't tell me that there isn't at least being heavy metals introduced into our body somehow you know i mean that's pretty easy to to prove uh you know and so it's like all these things that have been introduced to keep us dumbed down and just like softened and just weak and dependent it's like, like to me it seems like a very deliberate attack because maybe there is more no more like levels of initiatory knowledge of us to achieve and so therefore they have to just keep us artificially dumbed down, you know, you know, I don't know. 
And we still are geniuses though. Look at yeah, us. Exactly. You can't look you at can't how hard hold. they have to try, you know, yeah, it's crazy. You, you can, they, they have to like prop each lie up with another lie and another lie and another lie. And you think it, it's starting to all come down. They just can't do it anymore. And so yeah, such I don't know. Inversion. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh yeah. What what else is going on in your world, dude? Anything new or exciting? Well, all kinds of stuff, but what you just said, like it's really getting the gears turning. I didn't I was kind of just trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to say first. Oh yeah, uh, sure. But um uh let's see. Uh well let's go to the chat. That's what I always do. And sure. then I'll, let me mull on that for a second because there's something I was gonna say and I kind of lost my point, but uh Karibe said something that's really hilarious. She's we were talking about the social credit score thing. Oh, yeah, that'll yeah, yeah. my memory. My score must be zero since I didn't stay home. Yeah, me good too. job. Yeah, same here, dude. Like we're definitely <laughs> on the 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 the. Oh, and the other thing too that's really funny is like the way that they uh they labeled the people too. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Uh, compliers is what they call them. Compliers, compliers, and non-compliers. So there you go. You're either a complier or a non-complier. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Oh, I so I remember now what I wanted to uh, touch on and talk about. It's kind of like um, with what's going on with the children or how they could see this and how, um, you know, it's getting so crazy and stuff like that. I think that uh, that it's getting better. And I feel like maybe not for everybody, but I feel like something's going to happen. And it really already is where a lot of society is kind of spiraling up and a lot of people are spiraling down and it's not even just like the bears, you know, like mm -hmm. other people who are just taking advantage uh, in a good way of these situations because they're just hard workers yeah, and they're family people and they're just good people. You know, they don't have to know that we didn't go to the moon or whatever, <laughs> but maybe we did. Uh, but you know, it's, so I'm seeing a lot of that and therefore, and those are the ones that are having kids right now. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So yeah, I mean, it feels like it's going in a positive direction. I think that's why they really ramp all this stuff up and they, you know, uh, all these people are, they're trying to grasp on to their last little, cause they used to be able to get people to just march to war, you know, like it was crazy. Mm -hmm. You could just get people to go in a field and now you can't do that anymore. You know? No, I think they're wise to that too. You know, like, like I, I feel bad. Like, Oh, it's funny. I was at this like festival downtown Franklin, Tennessee a little bit ago. And it was like, there's like thousands of people down there. It was huge. And like, they had this army recruiter station. All the guys are just standing there all about like, no, every there's like this big, like half circle around them, like 10 foot radius. No one was like trying to get anywhere near it, dude. Like I was just like, I was like, wow, that's hilarious. Like, no, like all the other booths had like 20 people huddled around them, like looking at all the stuff, but the army booth, it was like, nobody was within it. They were like literally wa walking wide to avoid it. Dude. it was, I was like, yeah, don't join the military, dude. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's it, uh, things are definitely changing and it really goes back to like the shifts that occur. But I think right now, like we were saying earlier, the front row seat thing, I think that um, it really is one of those times where people are going to look back on and be like, what the hell happened back then? And we could be like, mm -hmm. this is what happened, you know, like in the, and that's why I love the books like by Whitney Webb. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I don't know if you know who Scott Horton is, but he yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple great books because they're like their new history books now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Here's your history of what happened in Afghanistan. If you really want to know, you know, it's all yeah. right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. I uh I want to do a show with Scott one of these days. I throw I think he kind of he kind of loses me on a couple things. 
but uh over like his his but that's the thing you like you can't be perfect not everybody can be perfect on everything but he lost me like on the gary webb stuff and i think he believes that um like he thinks that gary webb was like a you know a botched suicide like he, he yeah he believes like the mainstream narrative of that and he, i think he believes the uh main uh account of 9-11 as well the 19 hijackers with box cutter story which is yeah, interesting I, I think he got burned with the uh conspiracy stuff because i think he yeah. used to be a conspiracy guy but that's the thing there's so many it's so nuanced you know it's it's crazy or maybe yeah. he just knows he'll reach a better audience with that or who knows yep. you know what i always yep. say to people it's like people like us we always or you know just good people in general they'll put their way of thinking onto somebody else and they think that's how they think like this isn't poker this happens to me all the time my friends would be like you're giving people too much credit you know like yeah like that guy's got like bottom pair right now and he thinks he's like golden you know you're like don't give people so much credit and yeah not that we shouldn't give scott credit but uh he no, might totally. just see the world in a totally different way and it just doesn't matter to him one way or another you know but sure. like we always say he's a good dude so who cares you know what exactly I mean? like, exactly you know, you know I, I agree i totally totally agree like who cares if people think we live on a spinning ball or a flat earth yeah or, you know i'm like yeah that doesn't exactly i mean there's certain things i'm probably going to judge you more than others and there's probably some things that like will probably make it so we probably won't be like best friends and stuff but it's like i can't like you know disparage somebody or you know pass too much judgment i mean yeah like Ooh, if you watch judgment. the footage from the moon landing and all the stuff that i've seen and you still think that was real like i'm gonna yeah. harass you mercilessly yeah. about it probably but, yes yeah. and you know what there used to be a time where we could mercilessly make fun of each other exactly. ridicule each other for our beliefs and it wasn't the end of the world and we could still like be in bands together or like be cool with each other but man like i don't know man hopefully we get back to that stage you know i i i i, I miss that world you know yeah the I innocence think it's of back. it it's just like south park said uh before they got really bad i don't know i haven't watched it recently but i used to I and either. they're like like here it's getting all pc again when's it gonna be you know and, and there was like two farmers they're sitting around like oh things are getting all pc again how long do you think this is gonna last you know yeah yeah i think man. it's gonna be a crazy swing in the other direction like i really do like you know especially with uh all the grabbler football oh my yes. god oh my god that's so that's so funny dude like it's uh <laughs> when Owen was like the Los Angeles lampshades driving to the end zone, I was like, "Oh man, I was dying." <laughs> I think he was reading the chat at one point. I know, too. I know. That's what the best of, part. Like, yes, yeah, what a bunch of geniuses, geniuses. That's so yeah. funny. Oh, they're such high level ball busters. I love it. Yeah, That's what yeah, I yeah. see. I really appreciate that. Like, <laughs> I've been was telling somebody recently. Like, I'm like, I don't think I can be offended. You know, like, yeah. We used to be, you know, I was in the Marines in the 90s. We would just mercilessly, like, they called me Titty because I had, like, kind of man boobs. And my last name was Smith. And it was Smitty. Uh, and then somebody's, I was like, Titty. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, oh, like, oh, busted. That's hilarious. So it's like, what are you going to say about me that's going to bother me? Nothing. It's like, nothing. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. That's and that was a stand up comedian, you know? And yeah. I've noticed that some stand up comedians are kind of sensitive, though. Like, it's funny, like I would have to be careful, but you know, when you're around the right group of people, you're just like busting balls. <laughs> yeah, man, and it seems like well, can we get at least at the very least, can that community not be sensitive and like cry, baby? Can we just like at least have that be like an autonomous zone? If we're gonna have like these autonomous zones, can't like a comedy club or you know, you know, the the, the realm of comedy be like you know anything goes? I mean, this is where we test ideas. If someone does something that's like way like, then we just be like. Come on, bro. 
You know what I mean? Like, but you bust his balls. Like, we just need to get back to, like, instead of canceling, let's just ridicule. How about that? How about, oh, dude, that's it. That's what Twitter should do, man. Instead of canceling people or, or deleting people, if someone says something, like, horrible, then we just prop them up and be like, hey, everybody make fun of this guy. And then we just razz that motherfucker to death, dude. Exactly. And then, and then, you know, and then that's it. You just get a little ridicule, and then that's like, okay, fine. And then they, it'll be a self-policing organism where we don't cancel people. We just make fun of them. But what am I describing? I'm describing like what the internet was like, you know, in like 2004. I mean, bam, you know, like you're in a chat room and you're a little, you're a little, you're like acting like a little gamma dude. Then it's like a boom, you're going to get handled. <laughs> so, that's before yeah. all the bots. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I think that's what ruined it was, or what anyway made it what it is today is the, yeah. the billions of bots that we don't realize. I oh man, I just posted something on my Twitter. I saw some other person post this and I retweeted it earlier. And it's uh um I guess all of these like Twitter people are, are like um leaving in protest, you know, they're like, Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna leave Twitter, you know, now that Elon, now that free speech is here, like yeah, yeah I'm gonna go now that take, the guy that put the car in space is here. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go drive home in my Tesla and then get all and then I'm gonna log out of my I'm gonna close my Twitter account. And then I'm going to go drive home in my Tesla. Uh, yeah, I'm going to drive home in my Tesla. And then I'm going to go uh, home and I'm going to cancel. What? Come on, dude. It's not letting me. Oh, I'll just pull it up on my phone. But anyway, it's. Uh... And so, anyway, this person made this video montage. It's, it's towards the top of my thing. I'm at Rebunk News on Twitter if anybody still uses Twitter and wants to find it. But it's a uh, few posts down. It's, uh, oh, yeah. It says they didn't know how good they had it. Some person made a post about how. Uh, um, all of these people are leaving Twitter and going to Mastodon and like some of these posts that they're making, it's like, uh, and it's like, it's like, um, and then they're making these like hello posts on Mastodon. They're like, um, uh, let's see. It's like, hi, I'm new here. I like sewing and I, I had to leave Twitter cause it's so bad, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then I'm hi, nice to meet you. Oh, I say, hi, I'm Meg. My day job is a journalist for Penn.Live. I do social media, editing, podcasting, and journalism. So glad to be here. And then all the comments are just like, like actual, like the most racist things you could ever possibly imagine. <laughs> it's like, like, you know, it's just like, they're like thinking they're going to Mastodon to find a better, happier, safer place than Twitter. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's where all the real hardcore people are at. That, 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 that's, their, that's their brand of humor. And they're not even probably racist. They just love using the n-word and the f-a word and this is like that's just what that's just their vernacular you know that's just like like crazy like 4chan internet vernacular dude and it's like so they they leave and that, that was my twitter post like they don't know how good they had it here and now they are like in the in the slop <laughs> it's so funny man like yeah it's it's so funny that whole racist thing is hilarious too because like i've hung out with all kinds of different people that should be racist like i was friends with the black israelite like in 2004 oh, i used to sell cars with him and we would have these amazing conversations and he was kind of like a low-key you know because he had to sell cars and he was yeah, yeah, yeah. you know he was like a hood guy for but not he wasn't like bad but he grew up like that so he was like you know we would talk about rap music like eric being right him but anyway he was very yeah. intelligent we would have these conversations and, you know, then I was in the Marine Corps with people who would like have rebel flags that were from the South and they're supposed to, you know, but 
they weren't any of these people. They were just still judging people based on their actions, not their exactly their skin color and all this exactly. stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and I remember one time, like, I would have to convince these people that they weren't racist that I was in the Marines because they were like pretend to try to be racist and like, oh, we don't like black people. I'm like, you like Gillis. I'm like, yeah. he, they're like, yeah, but he's not black. I'm like, he's black. Like, yeah, but he doesn't. Act. I'm like, dude, you're not racist. You just say assholes. You retard. Like, exactly, dude. Exactly. Like, Gills isn't black. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's just pretty wild, man. Shout and out it's to like, Gills. He was great. Shout out to Gills, man. Sorry. Anyways. And it's funny. And it's like, if you, uh, if you think about it, like, like probably the least racist people in the world are like white Americans, like <laughs> in the grand scope of like the whole human race. Like, come on, dude. I know people that hang swastikas that are not racist at all. There you go. Yeah, it's like peace and and it's like the dipper, right? I mean, I know people that hang them in other ways too. Okay. I know all kinds of people I'm friends with, and it's not what you hear. It's not any of the racist stuff. Even against small hat people, it's just more about, uh, well, not with all of them, you know, but with some people, it's more about self you know working on yourself and all that stuff and ideas that were said and you know shit gets twisted but anyway it's funny because you try to paint somebody as it's like i've never really met a racist person they might have thought they're racist but i convinced mm-hmm. them like you know it's so funny exactly man exactly it's all about like even that is like so that's another big you know big thing that owen talks about too is like you know those like if you're outsourcing all your problems to some other like class of people or like blaming all your problems in your little life on others and on other people, what do we call that? We call that victim consciousness, dude. And that's the weakest, most pathetic place to be coming from. So if you are out there blaming all your problems on another class of people, then you're weak and you probably need to take a look at your life and uh, figure some shit out. You know, <laughs> like, that's not anyway. It, yeah totally it's it's such a great message it really is so true um i don't know man it's great but uh you know let's see what else have i been up to i started to write another book in okay september and october and then i kind of took a break but it's pretty much all out i think maybe one more chapter like i've been writing short chapters but it's about uh you know like cultivating your intuition and victim consciousness I basically start the book by saying, you know, victim consciousness, is that the root of all evil? You know, could it be? Probably. And, uh, you know, I go into that stuff and uh, then I talk about like cultivating your intu- intuition and overcoming the voice in your head and all that stuff and like different ways to do that. Uh, but yeah, it's really, I'm very excited about it. I just got to get back in it uh, one of these days, but yeah, no. Um, and then what else have I been up to? Just doing these live streams, really. I started and maybe september doing them okay again, cool because i haven't yeah, yeah, yeah. i was just doing the oversharing show for a while but i was like well i've been meeting all these great people and i have time to do it and i always love to do it before so i just hit up a couple of people and we did it and i'm like all right i'm just going to keep hitting people up until i run yeah. out of people which doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon i can even oh, do man. solo ones like i did one solo one i'll probably do a couple more but uh Solo live streams are fun. Um, Solos are fun. Solos are fun. I uh, another fun thing you can do too is, um, well, I think there, there's a way you can do it like on your phone using like a Google Voice type thing, but you can like take calls too. I started doing Ooh. that a little bit. Like I was doing, a, I have like this little soundboard that has Bluetooth, so I was connecting my phone to it, and then like taking calls. Like I just make a Google Voice number and give it out yeah. on the airwaves, and like next time that, you talk fun. to David Ike, Brandon in Milf in Milftown, Connecticut, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I'm yeah. like, hey, David Icke, I love all your work, but don't you think it sounds a little victimy? No. Yeah, exactly, David. Come on, David. Like, we're trying to. Like, David, take, you're better than this. Yes, you're better than this. We're trying to take extreme self ownership here, David. <laughs> Come on, it's not like the lizard people are not. What if we chose you. it? What, yes. You know. Yeah. Yes. What if you were? What if you you were a lizard person in your previous life, and you? Chose and I would further say, even if we didn't choose it, and even if this is a soul trap or whatever, mm-hmm. if we act like it's not, wouldn't we short circuit it by being like, whatever happens to us, we're like, ah, eh, whatever, just keep fucking going, like you know what yes. I mean? Yes. Like, yes. Exactly. Now, exactly. Now all my hair is gonna fall out. My teeth are gonna fall out tomorrow. I'm like, damn it, what did I do? No. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I think that uh, that's the key to just in every moment um view life from that place of gratitude you know there's always something to be thankful for i think that's really what i've been trying to do a lot more and it's been helping me a lot and uh people get it you know it's great yep. you go yep. to these meetups and people fight. like it's like you know you get a culture where people instead of being afraid to say like nigger or whatever they're more mm-hmm. afraid to be a victim in front of other people you know what i mean it's sure crazy. yeah 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 dude i don't know i'm pretty grateful for this little community that we got going on man it's pretty good stuff it's good uh, stuff what do you have coming on the horizon any other uh um i don't know man like you mean as far as like the show goes yeah the show yeah what what else whatever Um, any other cool flags you're gonna be putting up no (laughs) yeah 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 well, I'm in this really weird, interesting transitional, I mean, maybe hopefully transitional phase right now. We've got a lot of projects that we're working on over here. Um, Ryan from The Last American Vagabond, myself, and then a gal named Courtney Turner, who does an awesome show called The Courtney Turner Podcast. She's here in the Nashville area as well. And she gets these amazing guests. Like, it's crazy. Like, she's gotten, like, all these, like, super high-level guests. And, uh, and like, her show is, like, still kind of, like, you know, she started her show post COVID. So she's still kind of scaling up, but her networking skills are just unbelievable. Like she goes out and flies to all these conferences and meets all these people. And wow. And so she has like these, this awesome like way of just like getting to know people. And um, so anyway, the three of us are starting our own little media company and that is in the works uh, just very, very recently. We've announced it publicly so I can talk about it, but uh, it's called uh, so Ryan, he's a, uh, his whole thing is he's uh, kind of innovated the idea of pirate streams and that was in response to YouTube censorship. So what he does is he, uh, you know, when he does, he does his show and he puts it out every day and he streams it on YouTube, but uh, usually within a day or two, they shut that YouTube account down or they'll take that video down. And so he has to pivot and shift to another YouTube channel. So he's got a team of people that just are always creating new YouTube channels and then are updating the links as to where the stream is going to go out to. Right. So he he ha- he creates a web page on his web on his website every day for the stream, and there's an embedded YouTube video, but it's like a new account like every day. And so he's just like, "Fuck you guys, catch me," you know what I mean? And so um, and so he started calling that pirate streams. And so his branding, and part of his branding, has kind of been the pirate flag and pirates and this and that. And so um, Ryan and I were just talking about like, okay, so what you know, how do we like? Because the thing about Ryan, dude, is like, if you guys are familiar with his show and his work. You know, he's just like that in real life, dude. He's just so focused and just so dedicated to just research and putting the information out to the point where he, over the last couple of years, he just hasn't, he just doesn't put any effort into like marketing or like looking for ways to like grow his platform at all. And I'm just looking at him like, dude, man, like we, like, let's, let's see what we can do. You know, like, I, 
I mean, who am I, you know, who am I? I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, whatever, dude, but I'm just like, bro, like I can help you in a lot of these ways, you know, like we can grow this, you know what I mean? And so I've come on and, and to a degree, just like, I want to add to what he's doing. I don't want to like be uh, like, I don't want to be anything where he's like um, having to like pay me out of pocket or anything like that. I'm like coming on board, be like, okay, how can we add to what you're doing? And so he tasked me with running his sub stack, you know? And so whatever we make out the sub stack, like that's like, we're, you know, we have like, you know, I'm splitting that with him basically, you know? So that's going to help as we scale it up, that's going to like fund my involvement in the project. You know what I mean? Well, and like I like hopefully, that. and hopefully that's going to like, you know, be able to replace my income at some point where I can just do this full time. Like that's the goal. So I'm putting a lot of effort into that and then taking that money and reinvesting it in the infrastructure. And so we're looking at possibly getting, hopefully getting to like a studio bringing on other content creators. So like anybody that's out, you know what I mean? Just keep going, man, because we're going to need more content creators. Hopefully like the idea being, we're going to be able to platform other people and just continue to grow. And like, my vision is like, I didn't even know this up until just like a, like a month or two, like, man, I don't know, maybe like three months ago that like the daily wire is here in Nashville. Like I had no idea. I didn't know it was like, but they're, really? they're here in Nashville. Yeah. Like Ben Shapiro was like in this town, dude, or maybe go back to the daily wire. Yeah. That's I don't, funny. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You could literally go back to the daily wire. I know. I know. I know exactly. And uh, like, that's like all, Can awesome. Candace, Candace Owens and like freaking uh, uh, Matt Walsh. Those guys are all here in Nashville. I had no idea. Wow. And so that's like, a market but, you could tap into. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, that's what I was talking to Ryan about is I'm like, dude, I want to make a platform. Like why does daily wire get to have like this huge voice? And like, we don't like you, your level of journalistic integrity and what you bring to the table is a billion times better than freaking uh, Daily Wire. You know what I mean? I'm like, we could build something way, way, way better than that. You know what I mean? And so that's the goal. That's the vision is to build something that competes to a level of like something like a Daily Wire. You know what I mean? But there's other outlets like that. And we're kind of like looking at who are more in alignment. You know what I mean? Like iconic, like, like David Icke and the iconic media, like what they're doing. Um, something like the High Wire. Um, you know, these are the types of platforms that we're looking at to like, okay, so how do we like, you know, imitate something like that? So that's what we're looking at. And, uh, and so we've got a whole bunch of different ideas to facilitate that. Um, we're trying to put on an actual concert, like a real life in-person concert. And um, hopefully in, in January, that's that we're, we're looking at venues right now, but we're going to actually try and actually put together like a real life concert and Ooh. potentially like, like a festival too. Like these are all things that are happening, like in the works right now. We've got, oh, no, dude, I would totally yep. be involved in that. I would speak yep. or whatever. And exactly. Uh, if you ever need someone to interview somebody, let me tell you, I can definitely interview the socks off of people. Cause for some cool. reason, people always get comfortable with me and they just like, I mean, I, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but like just some of the interviews I've had, people will like open up and will. That's awesome. Everything. Yeah. It's exactly. You guys did that to me on, on freaking the oversharing show. Yeah, that's, you got, oh, yeah. that's your that's your whole point of oversharing like i was talking about like uh all my like dark crazy addict history <laughs> which i'm not yeah. i have no shame about i talk about it pretty openly too you know just in general you know because i think it's important for people to know this stuff but um but yeah you got some good information out of me too so yeah dude totally they're, they're hopefully that's the idea to grow and have room to bring other people on board you know what i mean and my vision is i want to like have like a, a team of people like like be able to bring high level people on to like help with all the different elements that need to be done in production and content creation and everything like that. And so, you know, luckily Ryan shares that vision. And so we're like, we're like, okay. And he's got, in his words, he's like, he's like the last American vagabond has all of this like capital built up, but we haven't done anything with it, you know? And that's because he's just been literally just nose to the grindstone every day, 
churning out just the best con like best information out there with the highest level of journalistic integrity possible. And he hasn't like taken a look at like, and he just, he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he just does, he's a, just the best in the business as far as I'm concerned. And so like, like we're trying to look, okay, so what's next, what now? And so hopefully partially with the Substack, that's going to be something that'll help us, you know, make, make some moves. And uh, I put a lot of focus on that, but of course I have my show as well. Rebunked news. Um, and uh, I'm talking to Jason Burmis tomorrow. That'll be fun like a post-election kind of wrap up. Um, I'm trying to think who else I've got here. Miriam Hanane. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's freaking awesome. She's got a, <clears throat> she is right in the middle of producing a George Floyd documentary. Uh, the, uh, and I actually Floyd. helped. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Uh, and I, I've helped her with some editing on that uh, last year when she was first getting the project going, like I helped her make a trailer for it and stuff. So I've helped collaborate on that project a little bit um i've got uh maddie maddie bannon from the autonomy community coming on on saturday i don't know if, yeah yeah yeah. so saturday that's conversation we're going to talk about so i just wrote my first actual article and i'm really proud of it and it's my response to the uh remember that article that came out last week it was the pandemic amnesty like we need to declare a pandemic amnesty right that freaking article so I wrote my first official, uh, I wrote uh, my first article, which is an editorial response to that, which is on the Last American Vagabond Substack. And she she read it and she was like, I think it's great, but I I do take issue with a couple things. And so we're going to hash that out on the show on Saturday. So I'm like, yeah, oh, nice. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I have a feeling like, I don't actually, I don't want to put words in mouth. I don't know what, what her, I, I, we're letting it be a surprise. So I'm, we're going to hash that out. Uh, my buddies at Legit Bat, have you ever heard of the Le Legit Bat podcast? legit bat dude you would probably love them because they're hilarious man they're in california and uh they're just like this husband and wife and then his brother but it's mostly the husband and wife because the brother kind of shows up to some, some shows and doesn't but you should check out legit bat because they are hilarious they're absolutely hilarious they're like a comedy truther show but it's not even and they're just like they're literally they just like just talk shit and but they're freaking hysterical uh oh you uh, send me a link I'll yeah joe it. joe the main host legit bat i've actually stayed with them um before i went down and visited them before and they're they're in northern california so when i was in oregon i've stayed with them they're coming on next week they're great people man and then it's just like a comedy truth or show it's freaking awesome uh john paul rice you know john paul rice is i don't think so okay he uh he runs a uh film company called no restrictions studio and he uh he went viral during covid and he just like made this like facebook post where he was just talking about like you know because he made a movie called uh, a child's voice about child trafficking and he made this like facebook live about uh like just like child tra like the nature of child trafficking and it just went super mega viral dude like just insane and so you probably may maybe maybe probably i would assume have seen that clip like but that was like 2020 but he's awesome man i've had him on the show a couple times and he's just like this really like just high high level thinker he really just like takes a topic and really has interesting takes on it. and so he uh asked to come back on to kind of expound upon whatever it is he's he'll like hit me up like every like every six months and be like all right i got this one thing i really want to get off you know i really want to talk about it. so i'm so i'm excited for that so i don't know man it's just like all kinds of fun crazy exciting awesome things in the works right now so oh that's awesome and yeah. i have i think i've talked with marianne before yeah, yeah, Miriam. It's M A R A. Oh, Miriam. Yeah, yeah. That's right. M A R A Y M. She she produced this film back in the day called uh, 
Vanishing of the Bees, which is a great, yeah. great film uh, narrated by uh, what used to be Ellen Page, who I guess now is Elliot Page. And and yeah, if you ever interview her again, I could, I, dude, I'd love to put you in touch with her because she's uh, she's always willing to go on shows and she's fantastic. Like she's a uh, she's a feisty one and it's hilarious, dude. Like she's a uh, and then ask her about Elliot Page. <laughs> See what her thoughts about Elliot Page are. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, it's yeah. funny how people get wrapped up in these uh, pranks yeah. or spells. Exactly, or dude. Pranks, spells, man. Jeez. So, yeah, I don't know, man, but that's pretty much it, man. Just just awesome. out here crushing in Tennessee, dude. Yeah, I definitely got to make an appearance. Well, uh, we've been going for about two hours. That's usually cool. about the limit on these things. I don't Sounds good. Night, but, uh Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, dude. And um, again, where can people find you? And I'll put the, I think I put the link in the description anyway, but go ahead. Totally. Yeah. Links to my show are at rebunked.news. And then uh, check out the last American Vagabond Substack. I'm proud of it. Like I've done all the content on there. I, a lot of what I do is just take clips of Ryan's show. Cause he does like three hour episodes. So I'll take like, you know, a 10 minute clip out of that. That's really good. And then I'll put citations and maybe just write a couple paragraphs with links to follow up for more information, but check out TLA vagabond.substack.com. So that's what we're working on. So yeah, thanks brother. I've noticed he has an amazing, amazing audience too. They're really cool. Oh yeah. The whole community is really cool. And that's another thing we're going to be doing is we're doing a, for like subscribers, we're doing like a, um, that's the only thing that is going to be behind a paywall is like, we're doing monthly zoom calls for the community. So I'll be, I'll be hosting one round of them each month, like for anybody that's uh, joins the T-Lab community doing like a big round table, like Intel exchange, Zoom call, you know, just uh, like a town hall type of thing. And that's like, you know, just for like the five buck a month level, like anybody can get in on that. We're actually doing our first one this Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern. So I'll be hosting the first T-Lab round table this Saturday at two. So anybody listening here, if you guys want to get in the T-Lab community, dude, like uh, totally, that'd be awesome. And then Ryan has agreed to host a, a Q&A session once a month for founding members. And that's a little bit, a little bit spendier. That's, that's, a, we put up, we put kind of like a premier, I don't know, tier to support the show and that's available to, and then he'll be hosting Q&As for those folks, but just the basic subscription, five bucks a month and I'll, and that'll be the round table, basic round table discussion. So. Yes. Yeah. And your immortal words of Owen Benjamin, support what you love or it goes away. Exactly, man. Exactly, dude. And like, and, and we're big believers in the value for value model too, where it's, and that and even this pirate stream media, you know, like we're, we're going to, it's going to all be free, man. It's like, like the whole uh, Adam Curry, no agenda model, you know, like they kind of, uh, I think no, or Adam Curry's like said, he's writing a book about the no agenda or the, the, the value for value model, because like, you know, I feel like that's like the best way to approach this whole thing with integrity. Like no, no, no. Uh, what do you call them? coupon codes what do you call them promo codes no promo codes no paywalls just freaking like you know support what you love man you know and there's there's uh there's i do i you know i there's a lot of people who's like shit i'm sending owen super chats all the time but also like you know there's other content creators who i support because i value i get a lot of value out of what they do you know and so you know i think it's an important way to be in the world so anyway i'm not just saying that because i'm a content creator i'm just like you know it's good it's good (laughs) it totally is yeah I mean, as a content creator, you also support other content creators. Yeah, I do totally. the same thing. Yeah, totally. for sure. Um, and speaking of support, you can go to morelawsmoreproblems.com. It's my website that's about to turn 10 years old, everybody. What? That's right. I've been 
talking about how more laws are more problems for more than 10 years, even though my point of view has shifted slightly uh, on different topics. I was going back and reading an old uh, old article I did, a blog post, and I was like, man, I was even nailing it back then. So anyway, go, go to morelawsmoreproblems.com. That's where you could support me or follow the show. But the best way to support is just hang out here in the chat. Big shout out to the chat, by the way. Thank you yeah, guys so dude. much. Karibe yeah, thanks says, for hanging out, guys. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Karibe Root, who's here in Connecticut, she said, uh, rebunked wire. Yes, yes. You call it the rebunked wire? That's awesome, right. rebunked wire, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Thank yeah. you guys so much. And thank you again, Scott. This is great. And um, definitely got to have you on sometime soon again. Cool, man. Yeah, totally. Hey, and you mind if I put this out on my platform too? Oh, no, please do, okay. yeah. Yeah. And so you got all your plugs in, like, is that, is that, is there anywhere else you want to shout out anywhere? Else uh, everything's there. I do have a book okay. that people can check out okay. um, if they want to read that before the next one comes out. And it's at shadow worked. So cool. worked ed.com. And it's basically a donation thing and I'll send you the PDF or EPUB. Beautiful. Uh, that's how I'm running it right now. Yeah. So check it out. Gotten some really good feedback on that. And uh, yeah, thanks you guys again. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Later.